There's wood in there. You're eating wood. <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, July 11, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 216. This is No Agenda. On the eve of the destruction of the entire planet, thanks to the oil cabal, and coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. <laughs> I'm John C. Devorak. Okay. (laughs) In the morning to you. It was code. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Hey, John, how are you? All right. In the morning. Foggy foggy and miserable up here again. But, you know, we've got our our genuine, people should know this, when you come out to California, Northern California in particular, it's foggy during July. It's very cold. But what we have, which makes it even worse, and when you have a classic weather pattern, it's cold in the morning and then about in the morning. And it breaks up. And then... And then at about 1 o'clock, it, it burns off, and then it gets really hot. So you mm-hmm. wear a sweater, then you're sweating. And then by the time you take the sweater to figure it out, you know, about 4 o'clock, it starts getting windy. <laughs> it's just it's so, weird. So allow me to say, uh, in the morning to uh, all listeners on noagenistream.com and all ships at sea, as well as the human resources listening live, you are welcome to No Agenda, episode 216. And, it's uh, called June Gloom up here. That's what we call it here. It's July. I know. <laughs> but, but, but we still have it here. June Gloom. I, I can't help it. It's just what it is. It's annoying. So uh, well, that's, it's a good thing because when I remember when I was a kid, there, yeah. was, there was a couple of years in the early 70s. I think it was 72 or maybe 73, one of the two, where the marine layer never showed up because there was something amiss. And uh, so we had this basically a big high sitting on the uh, in the middle of the of the valley, but it wasn't sucking the the. Uh, what happens is it gets so hot in the middle of California that it the the air rises really fast and it sucks the the wind through the like the Golden Gate Bridge and then it forms a fog. Mm-hmm. It's the marine layer. It's just caused by the by the heat in Central Valley. Well, if the oh boy. Are we going to lose you this early on in the game, John? Oh, that's great. Hello? Day after day after day. Sorry? Oh, nothing. Just keep going. I, I lost you for, like, I completely what? lost you for a second there. It's like it's starting early now. Oh, well, they, they, maybe somebody doesn't like the weather report. But anyway, so it gets, it's, it's miserable, so it's a good thing we have that situation. I think it's because uh, they it's a don't... desert state. I think it's because the evil elites don't want us to... Uh, be taking credit for being right about the outcome of the World Cup. Ah, so we want to get to that right away. Uh, we, we might as well because the game's well. going to be underway halfway through. Now, our what show. time does the game start? I think it starts at like it's on ABC now. I, I was looking on because uh, Mickey, Mickey, of course, is all dressed. I think in it orange. begins at two o'clock Eastern. Right, ele- uh, eleven twelve. Should be eleven o'clock our time. Okay, Just right. Just as we're yeah. wrapping the show up, right. the boring the, game the, begins. The game starts. Um, because um, it's on ABC. I was, lo- I was looking for ESPN coverage, and it turns out that a- a- ABC is broadcasting this. Well, ABC and ESPN are owned by the same company, and when they oh, okay. when the big game go. comes up, boom, they move it to the network. Right. There was some uh, huge fracas in uh, Gitmo Nation lowlands about uh, this. So they've already been fighting over the rights for the celebration. 
And uh, yeah, <laughs> the television rights for the celebration. This is this is what the conversation has been. Hey, by the way, they haven't had a government for over a month. But the real conversation is who gets to broadcast the celebration of uh, of Orange of our boys who are going to win. And uh, huh. and the uh, the Dutch uh, football association sold the rights to um, a commercial broadcaster. Whereas, of course, traditionally, this always goes to the state media. So huge. Oh wait, fracas. wait! They've never won before. How can traditionally it go to the state media? No, I mean all coverage is uh, the, the, you know football rights. This is the whole. This is what it's all about. Is all about the television rights, and the state media always puts you know tens, maybe I don't know, hundreds of millions. God knows how much they put into covering games and uh, and and programming around soccer. Uh, the, the national teams and of course the uh, the World Cup team as well. But now the uh, uh, the commercial broadcaster SBS has acquired the rights to the celebration, and everyone's you know, like, Ooh. just it was a bidding war, basically. It's all about money. That's why it's fixed, and that's why I hate to say it, uh, Spain will win today. Well, the octopus says Spain will win. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, you had a pretty interesting theory about this because I, and we were going back and forth over email. John and I try not to speak with each other in between shows. For good reasons. <laughs> Lots of good reasons, but uh, also it keeps the show fresh. And, uh, and you had a pretty interesting take on the octopus choosing Spain over the Netherlands. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is a far out theory that should be relegated to you uh, or your side of the aisle, but um, being slightly crackpot, octopus and a lot of these other uh, cephalopods or whatever they're called. Oh, nice! Uh, that is the that is the two dollar word of the day, cephalopod. Uh, they um, they tend to have a, a very uh, they're they either are attracted to or repulsed by very minute amounts of uh, electricity. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen tests of, uh, there's some, there's some special where they showed the octopus and how it would, it would gravitate towards something. And I did showed, I think a lot of animals have this, uh, they f- believe that perhaps they can predict earthquakes because of the piezoelectric effect of the earth when it's starting to crack right. and, and move. It, it gives off a little charge and, and animals act peculiar. But anyway, I think that they have these two little containers, and one of them is either charged or the other one's not charged, or something's going on. It's rigged, it, is what you're saying. It's rigged. It's rigged, and right. So the octopus <laughs> goes into the safe box, or the box he feels comfortable with, which may be actually an attractant, uh, whatever. And this is because the international gambling syndicates need to find some way of getting the word out to, you know, who to, who to bet on. Uh, in these matches, <laughs> right? So, are they telegraphing the actual winner? Is that is that the deal? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm guessing because every <laughs> single time the octopus has made the right choice, which is the rigged game. Oh. Now, uh, <laughs> now the the, the classic now the, the the out for me in cases the Spain doesn't win, which are, I think you're right is a foregone conclusion at this point. Should we just uh, reiterate for because we have a lot of new listeners coming on board for some reason? I don't know. It's just like we our numbers, whatever they are, seem to be going up. Let's just reiterate that uh, first of all, I, from a quasi pseudo patriotic standpoint, I'd love for the uh, the Dutch to win because I grew up there and uh, I want everyone to be happy. Um, but as we've looked back throughout history. It appears quite coincidental that uh, many countries who were on the verge of uh, the uh, populace rioting and huge economic distress have magically won the World Cup right at the very moment. And if we look at the landscape, 
Germany is uh, doing quite fine. The Netherlands, of course, they are part of actual part of the elite New World Order with the Dutch uh, Royal House of Orange. Um, and even though they don't have a government right now, um, and this is a great distraction for them, even if they lose, they'll be talking about it long enough for whatever you know needs to be done to be done. But Spain is actually on the verge of economic collapse, and therefore. Uh, without any knowledge of the, the game of football, um, I barely understand offsides. Nobody does. <laughs> no, I, actually, I do kind of understand it. The uh, it's it's it it must be Spain because they're already starting to riot and uh, and they need this uh, this boost for their morale. Yeah, and so the games are rigged. I mean, this is not, you know I still rem- I'm still fascinated by the time that Tony Stewart, the NASCAR racer, claimed that NASCAR was rigged. Mm-hmm. And then he pointed out a whole bunch of coincident winners, you know, the people that won for, you know, various political reasons. And of course they told him to shut up and he's never mentioned it again since. And then there's a lot of NFL players, Bubba Smith being the most vocal, who still believes that the uh, Super Bowl uh, that that Joe Namath won was rigged. Fixed, as he puts it. There was an interesting these, note, th- these things go on. Interesting note that I got from producer Mark in North Carolina. Uh, and I, I, I do remember reading about this, but I kind of glossed over it. Uh, Robert Enke uh, was the German international goalkeeper who was uh, you know, supposed to play in all of these big uh, international competitions. He committed suicide, suicide uh, late last year by throwing himself in front of a train. Um, interestingly, there was no, uh, kind of a terrible way to kill yourself. No witnesses, no, no no security cameras. Uh, so the question is, you know, was he perhaps suicided or did he not want to actually throw the game? And was he so distraught that, uh, he figured, well, the goalies are the obvious. And now we, by the way, have no proof of any of this. I want to make that clear. No, none of it. This is supposition. Wouldn't it be funny if we were right? We are right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there's lots of there are other people who say they have evidence. We've we've played clips of of guys claiming that the Asian mafia is involved in this rigging of the game. Oh, uh, that would make sense, yeah. But anyway, let's get let's go back to how they're going to win. Now, you have this theory, and I have I have a theory. You have a theory. Now, my thinking was, and I th- I'm by the way leaning toward your theory, but I'm sticking with mine. Well, well, thing- wait, you're, you're sticking with the Netherlands. No, no, the theory that how they're going to win, which is they're going to get spanked like four to Oh, nothing. right, and I think it's going to go into uh, overtime, overtime and then into penalty kicks and uh, the Dutch will choke. Right, which is the classic thing they always do, and that, and that which is the perfect model. If you're going to do it, do it the same way it's always been done. Use the fractal. Go with the fractal, Luke. Ooh, anyway, yes. so... Uh, <laughs> So you're going to you're predicting which and you also mentioned the fact that that's the easiest way to rig a game. Especially yes, with of course with, with 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 penalty kicks. Yeah, that's the, of course it's the easiest way. Yeah. So my what with thinking which is to spank the Netherlands for not having a government by really pouncing uh, trouncing them for to zip, you know, uh is it would send a, a stronger message in so far as uh, the politics are concerned. But whatever the case is, I think we talked enough about soccer and people will watch the game themselves and then afterwards they're going to say, "Wow." Probably, wow. Wow. Hey, go, wow, those guys are right. Start getting your PayPal payments ready. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to wake a lot of people up, that's for sure. Do we have any producers for this program, John? Has anyone supported Couple, us? Sorry? Um, 
Please, please tell we me. We have one that could have been did. a producer last week, but his donation came in a little late. Uh, but we have uh, three executive producers and two pro- uh, associate executive producers. One of them uh, could have been mentioned a week or two ago because he came in as a wire transfer, and that's uh, Rudolph or Daniel Rudolph in Dresden, Deutschland, Deutschland. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came. Uh, the, I, you don't really know what the, the amount that came in after it was translated from euros to, <laughs> and it, it took ten bucks out for the wire transfers. Came in as four hundred six dollars and sixty six cents. Wow, thank or you. Or eighty six cents. I'm sorry, Daniel. Thank you so much. So Daniel's at the top of the list, and we have uh, Constantine Erratic Rat, Rat, Rackatine. Uh, he's he's, been, he's, he's been donating a couple times. Yes, he just donated again. Now he's a knight. Oh, yay. Three, he's the first one, I think, that did 333 We had to throw the penny in, I think. Yeah, yeah, yes, we throw in the extra penny. He did it three three weeks in a row, three shows in a row. Yeah, he's uh, he was aggressive. Uh, thanks, John and Adam, for your show. I've tried listening to similar podcasts, but they all lack the kind of delivery you to put out. This show made me open my eyes. Spotting the latest memes made me care about news again. Well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. While <laughs> listening, I hum the jingles and grin. Uh, like this does happen. People, you know, sit and watch the news, and they and just these jingles start, you know, jumping into uh, into their into their heads. Yeah. By the way, Eric the Shill says that uh, Daniel Rudolph will also be knighted today. Looks like he's uh, he's donated previously, so he's uh, oh, he's, okay. he's now up. Yeah, that's great. Wow. All right, good. What a, what a uh, one of my, uh, I'm glad Eric's on top of it. Yes, I'm apparently not. One of the hobbies. Well, of course, I couldn't get to the database. One of my hobbies is now uh, pointing these memes out to other people. It blows their minds. It's amazing. Like, like showing them the secret behind a complex magic trick. I believe in value for value and hope that my knighthood donation helps. Yeah. And then. Then last week, we did read his note, which is uh, Matthew Greensmith of Melbourne. Australia. Uh, Victoria, Australia, who also tossed in three thirty-three thirty-three, And he, he last week, he got his de-douching of Simon. Uh, then our associate executive producers, Pac-3 Computers, Cuba, Missouri, $256. And Sander Hawksbergen. Hey, uh, he's back. Of Zandum. 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 There you go. Hi, guys. You keep going on. To keep you going on. Whoops. <laughs> well, you go on. Ooh, to keep you going on, slip. please promote the NoAgendaTV.com. Yeah, NoAgendaTV.com is cool because all of the links that we put in the show notes that have video attached to it uh, show up on NoAgendaTV.com. It's, uh, it's, it is very cool. It's kind of, it's, it, yeah, it's like a little TV network. It's fun. Mm. It's very cool. fun. All right, so that's our boys for the week, and they, we, we really appreciate them uh, contributing. We also want to thank everybody else who uh, donated uh, whatever amount. And yeah. we'll have to, so a few more mentioned at the break. Yeah, and, and it is actually, particularly for a summer broadcast, where traditionally uh, all revenues are low, this is fantastic. So we profusely thank Daniel Rudolph, Constantine Rakatine, Matthew Greensmith as our executive producers, and our associate executive producers, Pac-3 Computer, and Sander Hoxberger from Zandam. Everybody else out there, well, you kind of know what you have to do. You need to go out and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Hell yeah. Let's do it all together now. Order. Can you say it with me, please? 
Shut up, please. <laughs> that also is something people hear in their minds continuously. The dead duck? The sh- No. Not the oh, duck. Oh, yes, the shut up the slaves. The shut up slaves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. putting it in their email a lot. Uh-huh. That's nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it well, that's it, exactly what it is. It makes me feel powerful. So the most emailed article of the uh, day, of, of the week, actually, I should say. And uh, I've, I already know your response to it, and so I did a little bit of uh, extra work. How do I hear? Hold on a second. Hey, darling. And he's off now to uh, wish his. Uh... No, I'm like, what do I? Is the TV on? But him, Mickey's like already celebrating the Dutch win with uh, all her friends on the phone. <laughs> it's funny to read all the Dutch tweets everywhere. It's like, yo, we're getting our victory barbecue ready. Oh, yo, they're 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 using the power of the secret. Which is that uh, book that we uh, touched on? Oh, that book! That's that horrible. <laughs> They're using the power of positive attraction. <laughs> uh, you can't win from them. So the num- the number one most emailed um, and tweeted, I might add, and tweeted is this doomsday article. Which now I think the one that everyone's sending around is from helium dot com. I have no idea what helium dot com is. Yeah, it's full of hot air. <laughs> and the uh, the gist of this article is, and, and whenever it starts off with ominous reports, you know, <laughs> it's like, rint, rint, warning, warning. Ominous reports are leaking past the BP Gulf salvage operation news blackout that the disaster unfolding in the Gulf of Mexico may be about to reach biblical proportions. Uh, you want to just summarize this, John, and, I, and then I'll, I can tell you, where the uh, where, where this comes from? Because okay, done a this is written. Research. Well, you can tell where it comes from. I can tell you a couple of things about this guy too. This guy who's Terence Aim. Yeah, he's uh, posted a bunch of bogus things, including a billboard that's so obviously photoshopped. It's ridiculous. Oh, he but did anyway, that. He did that billboard. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. got his copyright notice at the bottom. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's also in the show. And he says it was a billboard spotted someplace, but you can just take a look at it and you see yeah, it's, it's it was done with Photoshop. Yeah, totally. Um, it, this is a it, this guy it has this theory that all the kill-offs that have ever happened that has always been attributed to meteorites and asteroids of the dinosaurs and everything else is due to these these belching methane bubbles that show up every so often in the Earth's crust and pour out and then poison the atmosphere for years to come and killing everything in its path and only to be reconstructed, you know, the oxygen layer reconstructed after, after a period of time. And then he's got quotes from various people that talk, that talk about how this is going on now. And that the... Uh, We're all doomed. And that the crack in the floor um, of the ocean bed created by the, the deep water horizon in the Gulf of Mexico is actually going to rip open and... Uh, we're and a all, big bubble of methane is going to come out and kill everybody in the is Earth. That, is that technically possible? Could a big bubble of methane kill us all? Seems unlikely. Uh, <laughs> I don't, well, just is meth- it technically is, possible? Is it technically possible is my question. I don't think there's that much methane down there. I mean, there's methane in this, in this mix, but no, I don't think so. It's bull crap. So I found out I where think this... You know what, here's an associative thing. You talked about associative neurolinguistic programming. I think he stumbled onto something. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he stumbled onto something because we're, 
we've already been pre-programmed to accept the fact, even though it's bogus as anything, that uh, cow farts, which contain methane, are, are, are causing global warming. Right. And can cows should all be killed because of it. Yes. Uh, so we, we have it in the back of our minds that something's bad about methane. And so this. this well, wasn't wasn't the uh, wasn't it a cow fart that started the great fire of San Francisco? <laughs> isn't that, I've read that everywhere. Isn't it? Wasn't a cow fart in someone's barn? And, and, and yeah, and some kid lighting it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, there was a lantern, and then the, it, the cow fart blew in the bullcrap. <laughs> okay, so I've discovered the genesis of this. Uh, what's this guy's name? Who's this jabroni? Uh, what's his name? Here, Terrence here. Aim or whatever. Terrence Aim. I've discovered the. Uh, there's a document floating out there, um, called Operation Deep Sleep. You're gonna love this, John. So first of all, today there is a solar eclipse. Did you know that? Yeah, you have to go to the Easter Islands. We were that, thinking of going, but then I couldn't do the show, so I decided <laughs> that we wouldn't go. Well, you would have been joined by a lot of fun people, because, of course, all the Illuminati are there. They are all praying to the, the gods on Easter Island for the solar eclipse. So the plan is, and I'm, this is a PDF. This is, this is why I, I love it. It's, it's better when it's a PDF, because that feels so official. It has more impact. It does. The plan is to now. Don't let me get through it, okay? I'm not saying that I'm believing in this, but this is the PDF that is circulating. The plan is to deploy HARP to heat the water molecules above the Gulf, raising a low-pressure air pocket in the stratosphere. The low pressure will then be a sign that will will be the uh, the impetus that will cause a quake intended to target the seabed right under the deep water horizon spill. Now, at the same time, a West Australian deep earth sonar test will be deployed. This will cause a great quake there, similar to uh, what uh, took place in Haiti. Uh, this, so these two, will, um, these two events will take place at the same time. This will be about 4 a.m. Uh, our time in uh, Gitmo Nation West. The quake will split the floor, releasing 100,000 pounds per square inch pressure, causing massive effervescence, which I thought only worked for, like, soft drinks, uh, and cavitations of the seawater. The enormous amount of gas venting into the sea will raise to the surface over an area estimated to be 30 miles wide, creating a gas cloud that will rise into the atmosphere where the gas will combine with the air. The oxygen gas mix will be ignited by the burn-off, causing a gigantic blast resulting in a shockwave of unimaginable velocity. <laughs> it's, it's not over yet. This, it, is, this is better than the James Bond. It, it I got to write this stuff it, down. It, I should be a script writer. I'll send you the PDF. It's better. You don't need to write it down. Uh, <laughs> so actually, the uh, here it is. Uh, the time to occur between the late evening of the 11th and early morning of the 12th, target detonation time, 4.17 a.m. This, of course, is planned to occur when most people are asleep in the region. That would four seventeen a.m. means it's already gone by. No, no, our time. Uh, so uh, 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 tw- uh, on the twelfth, actually, oh, it's between eleven and twelve. So it's so, tomorrow. Yes, doomsday is tomorrow. Doomsday is tomorrow. So that's our name of our show. Doomsday. doomsday. Is tomorrow. Okay. Doomsday. Hey, that is a James Bond title. Doomsday is tomorrow. So Operation Deep Sleep. Here we go. Is aimed at creating this gas explosion that, of course, will appear to have been an act of God. So all the Bible pro- prophecies that have been manipulated to be, you know, the work of angels, yeah. all that stuff, right? So that all comes. Yeah, into no, play. I read about the methane in the Bible. But here it comes. Now, <laughs> I'm I'm not making this up. It's I'm just reading it. Prior to the detonation, chemtrails will be dumped over the target areas during the morning of the twelfth. 
Aircraft will fly over the cities and towns to spray chem uh, chemtrails to disable the sleeping masses, not to cause death, but to disable the people so they'll be awake yet helpless and unable to move and escape from the burning homes that are demolished or still standing. All United Nation vehicles will have either been abandoned or pulled back along the armed forces. Militia will then come in after the carnage will be deployed to gather the dead and take the bodies into the FEMA coffins via trains <laughs> where they will be shipped intact to FEMA camps and, of course, the crematoriums. <laughs> <laughs> this is... A, this. It's good, what isn't is it? this you're reading? This is a, uh, it's called Operation Deep Sleep. It is the plan that is going to be uh, started tonight. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll wait in anticipation. So hey, John, the, uh, it was nice working with you. It was well. The show was good. Well, it lasted. Yeah. So um, <coughs> wait a minute. So I, that's I, why the Illuminati are on Easter Island, where they don't have yes, to worry about this, and and they won't get blown up on Easter Island. They're going to be safe there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems like a, like a foolproof scheme. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if the one time I actually laughed at this, it happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be poetic. <laughs> It'd be poetic. So that, let me that, just that, let me just uh, emphasize. I wonder if this guy, when he wrote this crap up, was going. I wonder how much more, I, how much I can lay, how much, how much thicker I can make this. I mean, he got everything in there. He got harp in there. He got chemtrails in there. He got. Uh, Illuminati, he got... Uh, he didn't uh, have zero-point energy. Oh, man, that would have been perfect. <laughs> but, of course, that's all true. So, And, of course, the bodies eventually won't be... <laughs> if you read the article in the Daily Mail, they want to now take people and, 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 and soak them in... Uh, I know! In lye solution, so they dissolve instead of being buried. Remember that? Well, th- well this, is, this is Belgium, actually. And- yeah, it's Belgium. They say, well, you've got too many people in the cemeteries. We can't keep stacking them up on top of each other. Let's just put them in acid and dissolve them into a uh, into an icky goo and dump them in the ocean. This is like the 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 only the final right we we are supposed to have as people is you know you, you're supposed to get a, a decent burial and now just like throw throw them in the tank and get rid of them flush it. What, terrible. Just, just, I mean, I want to be burned on a stack like an Indian burning, and I want people yeah, that to would smoke be cool me or on a boat. Yeah, but you don't. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to burn somebody. It's against the law. There's- Oh, it creates too much carbon emissions. Yes, that's right. I'm no good. I'm no better than a cow. It's there's too much CO2. So then, so yeah, this people can look this up, but it's been floating around. It's in, around it's in the it's in the show notes. Well, this apparently is uh, is being seriously discussed in Belgium. Yeah, those Belgians are nuts. Why don't they just put everybody in French fry oil? Uh, Nigel uh, Farage is back. He's uh, speaking of Belgium. And he's uh, he's on a rampage. He was at the uh, European Union, and of course, Belgium is about to assume the presidency of the um, the Starfleet Command of the European Union. Because of course, we have the president who was already Belgian, uh, Haiku Herman, but then the actual presidency is uh, handed over. I think it's every six months now, and maybe that I don't know how that worked out with the that Lisbon won't treaty. last. Well, and <laughs> you want to hear what he had to say about it? Because it was. 
pretty classic Nigel yeah, Farage. Yeah, of course. Are you, you kidding? Should, you should actually watch it because you see all these other jabronis shaking their heads, going like, oh my God, here he goes. On behalf of the FD group, Mr. Nigel Farage. Thank you, President. Morning. Well, you couldn't really invent what's going on here this morning, could you? The Belgian presidency takes over its six-month term, and everybody pretends that it's business as usual. Well, I was somewhat vilified a few months ago for pointing out that Belgium wasn't really a proper nation. Uh, but I think the electors of Belgium have rather proved the point. A separatist party is now the biggest party in Belgium, and we have before us a caretaker Prime Minister, but we all turn a blind eye and pretend that it's business as usual. It simply isn't. You have no legitimacy here, Monsieur Le Term. And what an extraordinary irony that a country, that a country that's on the verge of breaking into two is telling 26 other member states for the next six months what they should be doing. But perhaps worse than that, of course, is your own sheer hypocrisy in this matter. Standing up this morning, being the of Belgium. Let's just remember that you yourself, as Belgian Prime Minister, didn't even know your own national anthem. You famously said, back in 2006, that it was only beer and football that held the country together. But now, I suppose, with the trappings of power, that's all been forgotten. But really, everybody in this chamber is in denial, because Belgium is a huge embarrassment to you. It is a prototype. It is a model for the entire European Union, and it's on the verge of breaking up. Yet none of you can admit it. What is going on today, inside this chamber, frankly, is beyond satire. I would not have thought, I would not have thought that there should be a Belgian presidency of the Union, and wouldn't it be fun if at the end of the six-month presidency, at the end of the six-month presidency, there still wasn't a government in Belgium? I hope you're all very proud. <laughs> Oh, that guy's great. Behind, you know, somebody's <laughs> behind this guy because, for one thing, he wouldn't be there making these assertions. I mean, it's, well, it's a humiliation to the, the EU, but, but there's somebody in, in, in Great Britain, in the UK, or the Queen, or MI6, or somebody has put this guy up to this, or they know he's a natural. But it's like it's almost like it's being encouraged. So first of all, these aren't assertions. It's true. Belgium still no, doesn't have. Okay. They I'm, still I'm don't sorry. have a government. Right, it's, uh, just an assertion doesn't mean it's not true. Okay, so so Belgium still doesn't have a government, and I think he's right when he says that the that Belgium is the model for the entire European Union. Where it's a fractal. Yeah, it's it, precisely, and it's held together by beer and football. It makes so much it's sense. It's a total fractal. <laughs> Even the beer and football party has actually nailed it. Yeah. Well, you know, he's hated in the UK. This is the crazy. Thing. Yeah, People I think know, he's obviously a dick. somebody's put him up to this. Well, maybe his conscience, John. It's it's a thought. I mean, he's kind of like a David Icke like type he's guy. Being recalled. Let's put it that way. No, 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 no. The Queen no. isn't upset by this. Oh, well, we the must Queen. Be called uh, it's no, embarrassing no. Us. But see, in the UK, he's he's vilified as a crackpot. More or less. Well, that's because the, the I believe it's because largely because the 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 globalists, the leftists, the people that want the world government are still they own the media, they run things, they the rich guys are the Murdoch Murdochs of the world. Uh, they uh, make him look like a clown and, and vilify him, but I think the public must get a, the biggest. I mean, I can't imagine. No, no, this this no one sees this, man. This no one want. The, well, if this, they did, they'd get the biggest kick out of it. Come on. Yeah. But, but the point is, no one is broadcasting. Oh, We're the only the ones broadcasting this. You know, who, hmm. you know who should broadcast this is John Stewart. That's who the guy should be working for. 
That would yeah, make John sense. Stewart would, 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 would just right up his alley. I don't know. Yeah, well, it is a shame if he's not getting the right. Uh, if people don't have the right angle on him. Well, I, I think it's hilarious, and and I I love the game, but you really need to see this video, and it will be on noagendatv.com, because you see these elitists who are sitting there, and they're literally, like, holding their hands up, shaking their heads, like, what, 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 <laughs> in disbelief that he has the audacity to stand up there and say this, Arr. yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty funny, and all we get here is West Wing Week, have you been following no, I have refused to follow it. Oh, that's pretty good. Although they don't have the, they made it a little less hokey. Now it's just kind of like a daily journal. Um, but it still has anyway backstage footage and stuff of, of the president and how busy he is. Because he's now on this tour, the Don't Worry You're Fucked Tour, America. He's going everywhere telling everyone he's creating millions of jobs and it's going to be great. He hasn't created any jobs. The economy's in the toilet. Most people now think that we are in a depression. Uh, smart money. Anyway. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. It's part of the cycle. I mean, we have to be. We have to be. And it's not going. We're going to. I think we're going to see with the stock market, which we'll discuss in the months ahead. Uh, it's going to keep you know looking good. It's going to get everyone all jacked up, and then they're going to pull the rug out from under. It's going to drop a little bit. It's going to very slowly ratchet down to 2013, where where you hit actually really do hit bottom. And Rahm Emanuel, did you watch that thing that he was on the? Uh, no, with the gym? no, it was Mickey's party, so I, I, I didn't have. Time you never to... recorded it. No, I tell me what happened. Clip. You have clips from it. Oh, great! I'm I have so happy. the clip. It's a long clip. We're going to have to interrupt it a few times. He is the most arrogant prick. Uh, he was on uh, PBS News News Hour. Yeah, with Jim Lair, and he basically insulted Lair two or three times. And at one point, because Lair kept trying to get him to answer a question, he refused to answer, which is that, does Obama actually do any work? Because <laughs> apparently, what? you know, you know the, the remember, Harry, remember Harry Truman and the buck stops here. To yes. credit, you know, if it's, which, it's which, script, which Obama it's is fault. using. Obama's using the same line. He's saying the buck stops with me. It does, no, he does. you listen to Rahm Emanuel, the buck doesn't stop with Obama. It's everybody else. Play the Rahm Emanuel clip now. We might as well get into it. Oh, Rahm Emanuel, welcome. Thanks, sir. Was the decision on this spy swap the president's? Well, first of all, uh, what the president does uh, appreciate is the work of the law enforcement community as well as the intelligence community for their hard work. Uh, in this case, it was By not way, the decision it. of the president. So, first of all, he's a mumbler, and he, and he talks it's, a little bit yeah, like, it, leave it to Beaver. Remember, leave it to Beaver? Yes. But he has a real, and, like, low muffle, like he's talking through a sleeping bag. He's, he's a, he talks like leave it to Beaver. He's very mumbly, and he uh, never answers the questions, by the way. Ever. Now, first he's of all, the president's on. very appreciative of all the work the Secret Service does, blah, 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 blah. And Lair gets pissed at him, I'm sure of it. And, uh, and, he, and then he also has these uh, inappropriate smiles. Oh, yes. Well, we know what that means. Yeah. It means he's full of shit. Yes, correct. But he'll he, he say something, and then he smiles. He has like a big Wally. smile out of the blue for no apparent reason, and then he goes back into his little pitch. But anyway, back to it. But right yeah, now, he's saying, obviously. Sorry? No, I'm just saying he's, 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 he won't answer. He's not answering just listen the question. to the way he doesn't answer Why the question. Why is he on the show? What, what, what was the setup, by the way? Was it just like, we got Ram? Uh, he said yes. Yeah, we got Ram, and they gave him like 15 minutes. Hmm. 
this case. It was not the decision of the president. It was a decision, obviously, of the law enforcement community and the intelligence community. But he does appreciate what they did and making America safer and the hard work that they did to get this done. Did the president, let me rephrase it then. Did the president sign off on this spy The president was briefed about it. Briefed about it. He said it was okay with him. He understood that, that you know, these type of things are done by the law enforcement community and the intelligence community. He was briefed about it, given the, uh, the information about it, but the actions were taken uh, by the law enforcement community. But as Jeffrey Smith just said, former... C- why, why does he hedge around like that? Is that because he doesn't want his, his guy every to be blamed question, for something? Or what is the question point? that Lair asked, none of it goes back to Obama. There's no the buck stops here with Obama. Obama's got nothing to do with anything. Every question he asks, Emmanuel, did Obama sign off on this? He talks about Holder. Did Holder, when Holder sues Arizona, was it Obama's idea? No, it wasn't. Obama's got nothing to do with anything. He doesn't. He can throw anybody under the bus because it, this is what it looks like to me. I, Obama's setting himself up as a guy who's got nothing to do with anything, and if anything bad goes on, it's not his not fault. his fault. Well, I, you can also this read is it, not a butt stops here guy. You can also read it another way. The way I'm reading this is Rahm Emanuel runs the show, and he's like, no, 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 look, you know, d- 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 that doesn't come I've, across. I've got it all covered. I've got no, it all. Co- that no? doesn't come across no? at all. Okay. Yeah, general counsel, that the this was an arrangement. Is Designed to benefit the United States of America. Wouldn't the president be involved in making well, that kind of decision? I, I think for what's important in this time, there'll be a lot of analysis afterwards. Sure, sure. For the purpose here, the president was fully informed of what was... Oh, the- uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Did you just hear what he said? Yeah. For the purpose here, for the, like for this interview, Jim. Shut up, slave. For the purpose here, just so you know. Oh, this is the beginning of his insults. Wait until he says, which is little in about a minute. He says, "Well, well this l- 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 don't, 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 don't okay. spoil the movie, please." I think for what's important in this time, there'll be a lot of analysis afterwards. Sure. sure. For the purpose here, the president was fully informed of what was going on along the way. <laughs> I can't believe that. It's like for the purpose here, Jim. And Jim's like, "Sure, sure, sure. Shut up, slave. Shut up, shut up, shut up." For the purpose here. But why is it a good thing? You spend years mm-hmm. following these ten people, catch them, mm-hmm. disclose who they are, arrest them, and they, then and turn they, them loose. Well, a they pled guilty. Okay. B they're deported. C we also, uh, as you know, there's four people uh, now coming uh, to back to the United States or coming to the United States, not back. Do you agree with Mr. Smith that this is a good thing for the United States of America? I, look, I think there's no doubt it's a good. Wait, who's Mr. Smith? I don't. Re- I don't recall. But let me let me go over something he just said. He says we have four people coming back to the United States. Right. I, I mean, not 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 but not not back. Uh, in other words, there were four spies. Four spies. States. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. But he said the way he backs off it. on the coming back. He blew it. He blew it. Uh, I mean, uh, he yeah. totally blew it. Yeah. Wow. Smith, he's one of the pieces. Smith was the prosecutor or some guy in the Justice Department or somebody in the CIA, somebody who did the deal, I guess. This is outstanding. Oh, now I'm pissed I didn't see the whole thing. It okay. gets worse. All right. Because we've uncovered uh, individuals here, although they didn't plead to being uh, spies, spies, right? So clearly uh, caught uh, in the business of spying. <laughs> and it cl- because they were passing off money while brushing past each other. Sends a clear signal to not only Russia, but other countries that are, will attempt this, that we're on to them. Was the uh, president aware that uh, this spy ring existed before no. it was revealed publicly and these guys, these people were brief. arrested? Uh, I think, Jim, it's important. There will be a lot of uh, postscripts on this. Okay. 
And I think that what you should take away from this, obviously, the president was uh, informed appropriately, known. <laughs> in other words, I'm writing the book, Jim. Shut up. You know, you can read it all in the book in 20 years when it all comes out. Not now, Jim. Jim, not now. I mean, is, is that, that's what he's saying, right? He's saying that, yeah, but he's also saying that apparently the president wasn't informed. He was briefed. He was briefed. It was like uh, appropriately. Yes, appropriately. Which means he didn't know anything. <laughs> it's like, whatever we thought I should tell him is what he knows, Jim. For the, for the purposes of this, for right now, for this interview, Jim, remember what we talked about beforehand? Shut up, Jim. Now stick to the questions on your paper. What you should take away from this, obviously, the president was uh, informed appropriately, known uh, what was going on, uh, and they made the decision to go forward on this action. There'll be a lot of writing about it, but I think at this time... Let me just say the, the cautionary note. The less said, the better. <laughs> on a cautionary note. In, in other words, Jim, you're you're skating on thin ice, my friend. Cautionary note. <laughs> no here. wait, you, you got to back it up a little because he says the less said, the better. The then less he said, the better. A, then the inappropriate smile shows up. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. We don't have that on video. And then right he now. has says another line that that just reiterates. Listen. Oh, fantastic. Go forward on this action. There'll be a lot of writing about it, but I think at this time, let me just say the, the cautionary note. The less said, the better. Okay. Or how about, as I always like to say, less is more. Less is more. (laughs) Yes, whatever you say. Was it the president? Whatever you say, sir. Yes. President's decision for the Justice Department to sue the state of Arizona about its immigration law yesterday. The Justice Department made that decision themselves. Obviously, the president was briefed, as was other departments. (laughs) But did the president think, I mean, here again, the the reason this is an issue, obviously, because a lot came up about uh, when uh, Attorney General Holder made the decision, the original decision to try some of the 9-11 terrorists in New York, uh, I asked the Attorney General, in Mm -hmm. fact, did you clear this with the president? He said, well, I informed the president. Well, the the president doesn't tell you what cases to take and... What, how to file them and what positions. Obviously, the president was briefed. Uh, there are other agencies and departments that have equities in this. They were also briefed. But the ultimate decision is the decision of the Attorney General and the Justice Department. So the president should not be held accountable for uh-huh. no, I, I, this lawsuit. Well, no. It's obviously his, his administration, his Attorney General, Justice Department. But in the sense, does he say to the attorney general, you have to go do this? That's not the way the cases are uh, filed. That's not, the, that's not how it's done. I think the right way to see it and give a perspective to your viewers is he was briefed on this. The ultimate decision on how to file it, where to file it, what was the premise of it, is one done by the Justice Department. Let me go at it one other way, okay? Uh, I think you're going to get a similar okay, answer. Right. You give it, a, give it a shot. Let's see if we all can right, get let's it. See. <laughs> let's oh. see. <laughs> Wow. This this is your... Uh, wait, I mean, I need to... Uh, this is your... Our national treasure. Yeah, they're really good, aren't they? If I get the right answer oh, this way... Okay, all right. Let's see if you get the right answer. <laughs> let's say the attorney general... I feel like I'm dealing with my children on right. their homework. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, To Jim Lair, I think I, I feels like I'm dealing with my children on their homework. Yeah, that's what he said. But this is this is a um, um, a recurring theme. Robert Gibbs said that as well. If you'll recall, we played a clip a couple of maybe a couple of months ago where he also referred to you know um, equated a journalist to one of his kids doing homework. This is a, a general theme where these elitist bastards actually think we're all just children and need to shut up and need to play along. And if you want the right answer, you need to ask the right question. Wow, well, I got to back that up just a second to hear that again. 
right answer oh, this way. Okay, all right. Let's see if you can get the right answer. Let's say the Attorney General... I feel like I'm dealing with my children on right. homework. Okay. <laughs> Let's say the Attorney General comes to the President and says, I think we should sue the state of Arizona on this immigration law. The President could very easily have said, forget it. I don't want you to do that. Right? I, I suppose that's a hypothetical. It is, that's right. And the good news is, I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I think what the way to see this is, is the president's been clear about, uh, and I think the most important thing is to take away, that on this case, he does not believe 50 states should have, we should have 50 separate immigration laws. That's where the president's view is. And I think, let's walk back since you're most trying to get it at the president. Sure. He believes that... We do not need 50 separate immigration policies, in one per state. He understands the frustration. Unbelievable. So he said, he uses the word takeaway a lot. In other words, he's yeah. like, you know, the takeaway is yeah, a takeaway. Here's what you should be remembering. Here, exactly. Shut up. Here's, here's, here's and he this. won't answer the question that Obama could say, hey, I don't want you doing that. Uh, just go do something else with your time. You know, he, he won't even, he, we, Emmanuel won't even admit to that. He, in other words, Obama does nothing. The proper way to answer the question, if you want to skirt the issue, is to say constitutionally, yes. Or anything. He could say, I mean, he's a million things. He doesn't say, well, that's a hypothetical, and I'm not a lawyer. Well, that's a bullcrap answer. This guy guy is uh, bad news. He's a douchebag. In my opinion, if this is the way it's going to go, where nobody takes responsibility, this is why nobody gets fired from anything. Right. Because nobody's responsible. It's just a bunch of finger pointers. I mean, there's no buck. Where's the buck stops here guy that you, you mentioned earlier? That's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It goes, it went on and on, but it was the same thing. He, Larry got nowhere. He was getting mad. But the fact that he didn't call the guy out for, uh, for calling him a child. Uh, doing yeah, trying, he, no, they, they had that uncomfortable chuckling laugh moment together. Jeez, Louise. I mean, what you do in that situation, if you're really interviewing and you don't care anymore, because you're not going to get anything from this guy. You got nothing. This interview told us nothing. You'd say, oh, so you're, did I reinvite you on the show so you can just insult me? No, but see, that, that would be overstepping the boundary because Lair knows, man. He knows what his, his position is. This, forget about it. There's no way he's going to do that. Jim Lair, he, you know, he just got a ton of money for, for his show, in fact. For the, uh, isn't it, was it for the uh, McLaren News Hour? That well, that's gonna, what it used to be. It's called News Hour. They're right. Make, but now they're going to do sure, they, they, But they got like millions of dollars from the government from some fund so they can do more reporting and shorter right. reports. In fact, it's probably the government that booked ROM. Yes. Well, it's called Don't Bite the Hand That Feeds You. That's exactly what it is. Ugh. And meanwhile, this Rahm Emanuel is probably Israeli Mossad. Yeah, can't believe that guy's. I don't know in if he there. thinks he's a star or what, but he should be off the air. He's not. He doesn't present himself very well. He's snooty. He's got that inappropriate smile. He's condescending. He's patronizing. He acts like a prick, yeah. which he's known to be. Yeah. What is he putting? What are you? Who's putting him on TV? Yeah. You know, I th- I would say you know, Gibbs has got to be behind this. Gibbs should be fired. By well, Rom. Gibbs, Axelrod, you know, the whole cabal is in there. But uh, it, it's it's brazen is what it is, John. It's brazen. It's just to go on and just... And, and I would say that... That... Uh, that uh, McLaren... What's his name? 
McGlair. McGlair, yeah, that he has, he is considered one of America's great journalists at this moment in time. Correctly or incorrectly. Or Lair, it's not McGlair. McDonald's, whatever. Jim Lair. Jim Lair. Jim Lair. Jim Lair. Sorry. Yeah. That he's considered a great journalist. And yeah. to, and to go on and insult him like this in that manner is uh, is just a, is just telling all the press shut up just shut up shut yeah up. and the press puts up with it well, I mean I... they love Obama so much the media that uh, they can't bring themselves to see the facts of the matter here which is that they're being bullied to an extreme it's funny uh, you know we were talking about Haiti on. Um... On Thursday, where Ban Ki-moon, Secretary General of the United Nations, came right out and said, no, we haven't sent any money yet because, you know, Bill hasn't sent the check. That's essentially, and I'm not exaggerating when I kind of paraphrase him like that. So what shows up in the New York Times, who, of course, you know, some, I guess this is heating up and and they've got the memo. uh, In Haiti, the displaced are left clinging to the edge. And this is a, one, two, five pages, five web pages report about the government being slow and thing, you know, it's a weird country and the people don't want to do this and they don't want to go back to their old homes. They're afraid to be in places where another earthquake might strike, blah, blah, blah. Five pages. And on the very, very, very last page, there's a little note about uh, the 5.3, and it's 9.9, but the New York Times apparently only has... 5.3 billion that was promised uh and the reason why it hasn't flown uh has, hasn't been flowing into Haiti is because it took the uh Haiti's prime minister uh, a couple months to pick his 26 Haitian and international uh, members and the search for an executive director is still underway i mean the new york times can't even get a quote like the one that we had from Ban Ki-moon saying basically Bill Clinton has, has his big ass on the money and he's not giving it up. And they write five pages of bullshit blaming everybody except the people who were supposed to send the money. So this just shows you how the, how the media has been hijacked. It's, compl- it's a complete hijack. It's ridiculous. And let me see who wrote this article. Actually, I think I try to look because I I do that too. I, I like trying to look up the uh, the journalists and see what else they've written. See if you can. Yeah, I always do that. Uh, Deborah Sontag. Somebody wrote some some global warming thing, and I checked it. It's all they write, ever write about. Oh, same yeah. thing. Right. Let's see. Uh, Deborah Sontag. Uh, oh, she's on the Haiti. Uh, she only writes about Haiti. <laughs> I swear to God, this is her because you just she's click, the Haiti girl. Yeah, you just you just click on her name, right? In Haiti, displaced the left cling to the edge. Haiti orphans have little but one another. Sexual assaults add to miseries of Haiti's ruins. Uh, World briefing: The Americas. Haiti's reconstruction panel meets. Haiti ex-director of prison taken into custody. Panel on Haitian prison deaths. Escape attempt. So the the New York Times. She's the appa- propaganda minister for Haiti. Yes, the minister of truth. Apparently, the New York Times has one person whose entire beat is Haiti. Tent city golf club dramatizes Haiti. She, she she's only written about Haiti all her life. <laughs> she's the minute. Haiti. Let, me, let me go back. Let me go back into. This is interesting. Let me go back in time. She so, might go back for years in Haiti. <laughs> But this this can't be possible. All the- no, I'm sure she did something else. Oh, wait a minute. She's all before Haiti. She was uh, on the museum beat. 
That's funny. And at the Metropolitan Museum. Yes, about they art. About, new about, King Tut exhibit. About, hey, you're going to Haiti. No one But is, I have no qualifications for Haiti. I write museums. I'm an art historian. No, Haiti. Haiti. It's Haiti, bitch. Shut up now and write something. Oh, my goodness. What you could have written about, uh, apparently the Canadian commander, I didn't know that the Canadians were there. But yeah, I, I guess they got. I mean, by the way, let's just remember that we have discovered that this was all about oil. There are these islands right off the coast of Haiti, which are Haitian, and they've now been sold. The entire island has been sold to a huge petroleum processing uh, refinery, and uh, they've been trying to get that land for for years. And they were quote growing impatient. So here's the Canadian press. The most senior-ranking Canadian military officer in Haiti has been relieved of command and is the subject of an internal investigation. Yeah, he's sleeping around, apparently. Yeah, Colonel, Colonel Bernard Houlette, who doubles as the chief of staff to the United Nations mission. Hello? Hello, chief of staff to the UN, is facing several allegations, including he was involved in an inappropriate relationship. Of course, they won't tell us what or why. Uh, CEFCOM. Good reporting. Yeah, yeah, CEFCOM. That must be Canadian Economic Forces Command or something. (laughs) (laughs) Economic, the Economic Forces are at work. Wow, he's the UN commander. Hmm. The Chief of Staff, well, that's not entirely true. Chief of Staff. This is the kind of talent we can expect when they have the one world government run by the un yeah oh yeah well i shut this thing down while we can i'd like to know what the uh wow that's funny there's a clip that i would like to play at the end of the show which is um obama's foreign policy advisor do you remember who that is no it's a big new brzezinski Oh, yeah, right. His, yes. Yeah, it's Brzezinski. Brzezinski. The number one globalist in the world. So somehow this meeting at the Council on Foreign Relations, which you would call a drinking club, got out. And it's a, it's a very small meeting. It's a dinner meeting. And he's standing up there uh, at a little lectern. And he goes into this whole thing. And essentially what he's saying is, well, what's really different now is that the world is politically awake so it's making it really tough to have a one-world government. <laughs> that's that's exactly what he's saying. And really? People, yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, that's good news. Yeah, it is good news. <laughs> it is very good news. Not not for him and not for the globalists. But he goes into it's even hard for America to be a, to be the global leader because people are politically. He uses he literally says politically awake, which I think is nice. So uh, we'll play that at the end. It's about a you know the funny clip. thing is is that I've always I have always this sneaking suspicion that this globalist these globalists these international globalists and the guys like him they're you know they're essentially they they've already known and let me just re- reinterpret what you just said he's going to say they've they've known for years that it's not possible to ever get to a global government but they can keep soaking the rich for more and more money oh, because it's the rich who need to pick, cough up the dough for these movements, right? Yeah. Because they're the ones who are protecting their wealth. The idea is that you have a global government so you don't have to worry about war, so people don't steal your stuff. Now, if you come out and say, oh, it's, now it's getting harder than ever, I think they can put the bite on them. Even, you know, we need more money to do this. That uh, is, so it's basically all these globalists are just scammers scamming off, off the rich. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. that could be. Well, you know what? Makes sense. Good I mean, scam. It. It's a good scam. And of <laughs> course, great they, scam. they're getting it from the, from the oil cabal. Wow. Great scam indeed. 
So, you know, you know so you, you, by making this point that he makes, he's actually saying we need more. You know, you guys aren't coughing up enough, which, you know, is similar to our plea. Well, a couple people sent me, as we get into that, a couple people sent me an interesting article about uh, Dexter Ford. And Dexter Ford was, uh, or yes, was at this point, a, uh, a veteran journalist for Motorcyclist. Which is a, uh, a oh yeah, this is a good yeah. I, I got this too. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's I think it's the number two motorcycle magazine in the country, and he wrote a story. I think he wrote it for the New, New York, York Times. Times, right? For the New York Times, where he blew open this um, this apparently unknown fact. See, all the the motorcycle helmet uh, guys, uh, manufacturers created their own standard of, of what what a good helmet is and how impacts are distributed it to your head. It's, yeah, if your head doesn't like, you know, cr- get crushed like a melon. And they created their own standards organization. And so this, uh, this guy uh, wrote a, an article for the New York Times, Dexter Ford, and he said, you know, actually, it sucks. You know, it's, it's less safe than the, old, than the old standard. And the advertisers who are, well, guess who, the same motorcycle helmet manufacturers got so pissed off that they got the guy fired. But not from the New York Times. No, from Motorcyclist Magazine. Yeah, he didn't write the article for Motorcyclist. This is the, by the way, I want to mention to people out there, this is why we do this show as a listener supported. This is the long arm of the advertiser. I've come close to this. If you are writing for some magazine that you're associated with, but you maybe you're a freelancer and you do a lot of other work on the outside... And you go out and do what this guy did, which is slam, essentially, the organization that created this this motorcycle uh, standard. And then he did, curiously, it wasn't a negative piece necessarily because he promoted the new standard. But it was beside the point because these motorcycle helmet guys had a backlog of inventory they had to dump on the market to the suckers out there. And they didn't like the fact that he's making this uh, this point in the other publication. So he's strong-armed, and there's emails to prove this. He's strong-armed the editors and publishers of Motorcycle Magazine to get rid of him. Yep. And, he, and he's out. He's fired. And this is exactly why we cannot do this show with advertisers. And, and, and boy, we could make a killing. We'd make more money if we did have Motorcycle Magazine, but, according to this article, only has 235,000 subscribers. And they got staff. They got people getting people coffee. Yeah, right. We don't have anybody getting us coffee. Oh, you have somebody getting you coffee. Yeah, I get two cups a show. So anyway, <laughs> let, let me play something that's another kind of a point here about advertisers. I have an Oberman clip. Now, this is the, this is an actual entire block, an entire block, which lasts about 45 seconds of Oberman's show. It comes out of a commercial. Oberman comes out and he does tease after tease after tease after tease and then it goes back to another block of commercials. And most of Oberman's show, if anybody listens to it, all you get are teasers. He teases, it's worse than the extra, which at least there's some information in the teasers. But his teasers are just blatant nothing. They're just hot air. And this is what you have to put up with, with a show, especially a cable show, or what our show would become if we were on cable or anything. Yeah, this is, this is what we would sound like, essentially. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Still working on the tape she has released, but it appears to be authentic. And in it, she has apparently switched mascots. Pitbulls in, Mama Grizzlies uh, replacing them. How many feet can this candidate fit into just the one mouth? More on abortion in the event of incest. Quote, two wrongs don't make a right. And the $20 billion BP escrow for those in the Gulf, a slush fund. Then she denies it is a slush fund. Schools back in session for all you Lonesome Roads scholars. We respond to back you by launching debunk you. And wait till you see his greatest blooper ever. And how many groups are there left for Mel Gibson to insult Jews, blacks? Next, head on countdown. Yeah. We'll begin. And then we get a nice little Charlie it's and useless. the Chocolate Factory AT&T commercial. Yeah, and of course it's useless. So that so and you know what I hate those so much. Sometimes I'll even catch myself watching um hln i think does this a lot and and mickey and i will actually be yelling across the house is oh it's coming up next it's coming up next and there'll be like another block and it's like oh and then they tease it again they tease it for three blocks it's just, or more yeah, yeah i've or, seen or oberman more. tease something for the entire show and then at the end there's a piece of crap it's actually called in the the media business we call it the art of the tease right Yes, yeah, the art of the tease, but I yeah. mean it's it's annoying because it's it's, <laughs> it's annoying art. It's like it's, it's like it's actually art. make it's irksome. It is. So anyway, uh, let us thank some of the people who made this program possible just by donating money to us, and and it's a great way to uh, it, it's a great model for for what we're doing. Of course, it's not it's great. It's not great. Doing, yeah, it is the only model. It's not great enough, but it's you know, we had some good uh, executive producers today. It was great. Today was a good day. Good day. Uh, Malden, Massachusetts, Sean Zinsmeister uh, gave us $60. He says, "Hey John, I want to see if you would mention the new startup tech company I'm working at with Boston I am hungry.com. It's a location-based application for the iPhone and Facebook users to find Boston restaurant deals on the go." I am hungry.com. I'm, they I'm seeing the a lot of these, by the way. A lot of these uh, these apps. There's going to be there's thousands of them. Yeah, yeah but the only one guy gives us uh, a contribution. Hell yeah, Sean. Ambit Design, Columbia City, Indiana, fifty-five, fifty-five. Preparing for a person number five in our family. He's going to have a baby. Hence the fifty-five, fifty-five. Uh, have two biological children and opted to adopt our third, a little girl from Ethiopia. We're trying to raise money for the adoption and would like listeners to go to cafepress.com slash orthorexia. <laughs> <laughs> That's There's some great orthorexia t-shirts. <clears throat> okay. I, wait, I got to check that out. <laughs> yeah, cafepress.com slash orthorexia. Thanks for opening my eyes to orthorexia. My family is seeking treatment. <laughs> Hold on, orthorexia. I got to check it out. I want They might have some. I want to. I might want to recycle some of that uh, donated money. Oh, uh, Matthew Van Matthew Van Meter from Raleigh, North Carolina. Beautiful little city. Fifty five dollars. Great show, guys. Need some karma for my brother's app slash comic crappy cat crappy cat. Oh, no, Crappy Cat. Crappy Cat's a webcomic available at the iPhone App Store. Android coming soon. I'll take a look at it. The webpage is crappycat.com. <laughs> Sell it with That's a funny by itself. voice, and I will get the fooman. What is it? Foonwo.com. F-U-N-W-O.com. I have a few ideas. I put these links in the show notes. What to do with it, but we'll consider suggestions as well. <laughs> uh, I might actually do this on, uh, on the Big App Show. Crappy Cat. 
That's funny. I like Math- it. Math- Matthias uh, Matthias, Merkert probably. In Landau uh, in der Falls, that, Deutschland. That, that Matthias is how we do uh, Matthias Merkert is how okay. we pronounce that. Matthias Merkert uh, in uh, Deutschland has not uh, donated for a long time, but now I need good karma for a new relationship. Mm, what does that mean? I don't know. What kind of relationship is that if you need karma for it? Got me. Mm. Robert Alter, of course, is in a knighthood layaway. So is uh, Lisa Lang. And then uh, finally, Jonathan Dalrymple. Love the show. Keep it up. Been listening for about a year. Delighted to uh, finally be able to donate. Could I please get a shout out to my iPhone app development freelancing gig? Floatright at floatright.co.uk. Let me go kill this phone call. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You kill that phone call. Meanwhile, I'll uh, fire up this. Well, I got to tell you, there's nothing better than being born on the exact same day when the world comes to an end. But uh, despite that, a very happy birthday to Jade Dvorak, who celebrates today. Happy birthday from Uncle Adam, Aunt Mickey, and Papa John. It's your birthday, yeah. And J16, Sweet 16 That's today. That's right. Yeah, is she going to be on MTV on that Sweet 16 show? Uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> We're taking her out to uh, RN74 with a friend oh, of hers. Oh, that's not. That's a great restaurant. I haven't been there yet. It's noisy. It's a little noisy. See if you can sit uh, in the back near the um, near the window. They have kind of like a, I call it the Hollywood booth. If you can sit back there, that, that's really good. Um, but the food is good. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Yeah. Last time we were there with the wrong company, so it just didn't kind of feel right but it's a it's a it's a nice place it's very hip and swinging yes yeah, hip it's a hip joint extremely yeah speaking of uh, hip could you please unsheath that from yours here it comes nice yeah well hold on this is mine here sometimes it's a little tough all right daniel rudolph step up here to the plates as uh you were probably the first night that has done it by bank transfer which we appreciate highly we hereby pronounce these Sir Daniel Rudolph, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please step up and enjoy some hookers and blow. And we've got one more, John. It's just the, it, we need the other sword for this. There Look at this. Go. Whoa, yeah, that's a it's quite a unit you've got there. Constantine Racketine, another unicum. Having donated $333.33, three episodes in a row, we kick in the extra penny and congratulate you with your knighthood, now officially known as Sir Constantine, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to hurry you, Sir Constantine. Okay. So if you uh, rack up donations of $1,000 or more, you become a Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, and I guess Tuesday you'll have all the designs done, John, for the yeah, rings? Yeah, I will. <laughs> Tuesday's the target date. Target dates, nice, nice. Because I had to put a new machine online. My other, I, it, it, finally, by the way, if anybody, I have an old Vista machine that I had to re. It, it craps out, by the way, these machines. If you're going to install Vista from scratch, anybody out there has a copy like the original Vista, or one of the old ones. Install the Vista first. Install Vista, and then don't do anything. At all, except go online and get the, the SP1 and install that right away. And then don't do anything and go online again and install SP2 without doing anything. 
and get all three of those things working together so it's finally running as, as Vista SP2 without all these patches in between, which will screw you, by the way. And you got it. This machine becomes very stable. Hey, that's great, John. Thanks. I really appreciate that information. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a Mac user and you don't care. But no, I don't care. plenty of people out there that listen to me for this sort of advice. Yes. Well, but that's a different show. I will say I'm extremely... No, not. I don't have a show for it. You got the Tech 5, Top 5, 5, no, that's a new five in show. a row, Tic-Tac-Toe, whatever it's called. Uh, tech Hippie, do it on that. Okay, yeah. the Tech Hippie's perfect. I am ve- I'm very jealous of the Chinese. Because they get all the cool UFOs. Did you see this uh, Zhaoshan Airport? They closed the airport after yeah, a UFO the UFO was detected. Apparently landed, and the guys came <laughs> off, and they introduced themselves, hey. and they bought some Chinese food and took off. <laughs> they wanted it in those containers. They wanted, they wanted some fortune cookies. Well, they, they, no one has debunked it any differently. They can't figure it out. And the pictures, you're going to tell me these are Photoshopped as well? These are all Photoshopped pictures, John? They closed down the airport. They closed it. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. What you, it's, it's in China. It could be, I mean, the Russians have been talking. <laughs> Look, if you start reading the Russian uh, reports, there's serious reading them. I write them. What are you talking about? roaming around town. <laughs> I write them. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's reports of Russia, of the Greys, roaming around town, sure. talking to the mayor, having lunch. John, they wa- they roam around all cities across the world, and they are among us. The thing is, we are so used to not watching each other and looking at each other. Remember when you used to, you actually remember this, you'd walk by on the street, you'd smile at someone, you'd say hi. Remember that? Remember those days? Mm-mm. I remember them. I don't. I do. I've never done that. You've never? Well, of course not. You would get off my sidewalk. Get off the sidewalk, kid. No, we used to tip our hat, but, you know, if you really... You used to tip your hat? Yes, I used to. I still have my hat. You never wore a hat in your life. I have worn plenty of hats in my life, and I've smoked a pipe, too. And, and, uh, and you know, the grays are amongst us. Absolutely. The tall, the tall blondes <laughs> are amongst us. You just don't notice them. They're, and they're the, tall, the tall blondes are the beautiful ones. They're real, they're, and you can tell because their eyes are a little further apart than they should be. Those are people from Iceland. Yeah. No. Well, yes. Whatever. They're amongst us for sure. <laughs> the chat room says Steve Jobs is a gray. He's <laughs> <laughs> starting to look like one. <laughs> Steve Jobs is a gray. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Okay, Gitmo Nation time from the Demon Drink Files. It's great because we have all these little categories in the show notes and people actually use the category names. So Pennsylvania has introduced the first ever wine vending machine. And uh, have you heard about this, John? This seems no, like a, I should have heard about this, it. It should have been, high on should have been blogged this. Yeah, this should have been blogged on Dvorak.org. So customers alert on Google. swipe their driver's license, look into a camera, and blow into a breathalyzer in order to purchase a bottle of wine. <laughs> there you go. What kind of crappy wine are you going to get at this thing? <laughs> well, it's in cartons. <laughs> oh, God. It's pronto. Fine wine. Good spirits. It, but, but the fact that you have to swipe your driver's license, look into a camera, and blow into a breathalyzer is just going a bit too far. <laughs> and there's this great picture of a dude in shorts with sandals on and a baseball cap going, oh, okay, uh, I'll just uh, blow into the breathalyzer. 
fucking slaves. Excuse me. Excuse me. We French. have another one. I mean, the, what's the, the, the situation in San Diego at that park now where you you can't even go into the park unless you give your fingerprint. Fingerprint. Yeah, the skate park, right? Yeah. You yeah. Have, you have, the kids have to uh, have to actually do a, 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 a digital fingerprint fingerprint scan. Yeah. Well, there's a couple more under the demon drink that I just wanted to uh, touch on. We have uh, CNBC, who of course are quite on board with the uh, program, say that uh, Lindsay Lohan's violation of her probation, the reason why her scram bracelet, now in the popular vocabulary, the kids all know it. They all know what a scram bracelet is. I mean, it's, you know, Chelsea, when Chelsea Handler talks about it on Chelsea Lately, <laughs> Then you know that that this is no. Popular. You all, you you can popularize stuff, uh, whether it's a meme or a product or anything else, by going to the to the pop icons. Right. And I mean, what do you think these guys? You know, what, kids wear their pants down around their ankles, or their remember that era where the underwear was showing up up the back, or or the or the certain kinds of tattoos like the you know this the one in the lower or tongue back piercings tattoo. and piercings and all the rest. It's all done through pop icons that pop right. icon does it and then you know you can get a lot more you can get further like if 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 lindsey lohan said you know well, I, i'm sorry i'm going to jail but i'm going to at least i'll be able to listen to no agenda this yeah. weekend <laughs> that we'd would be, be great yeah we'd be we'd be in we'd be in the pocket baby and i'm and if she said i'm donating that would be even better ah uh kombucha is it kombucha is that how you pronounce it that kombucha crap kombucha yeah that's fermented tea Oh, it's a fermented whatever it is. It's not good. Well, so apparently she's a big fan of the kombucha, and she drinks a lot of it. And because it's fermented, apparently this organic raw kombucha, which is from is Whole Foods. Is that her excuse? Yeah, which is from Whole Foods, is, <laughs> uh, is the reason why her uh, scram bracelet went off. Well, it serves her right then. But you know this. All this just means that that's you know that's going to get outlawed along with uh, mouthwash, vanilla extract. I mean, all this stuff is going to disappear from the stores. Do you know that these days I'm putting salt on top of my coffee just because I can? <laughs> you, mm, I ever, love salty coffee. Have you ever tried that? You make a nice espresso and you just put a little dash of salt on top. No, I've never tried that. I do salt buttermilk once in a while. Yeah, and people don't realize it. Uh, this is quite an interesting taste. Hmm. Just to just to, actually, I, I, I think gr- we should promote it. I grind a little bit of sea salt. Right yeah, on top. Is it mostly? It would only work with a, with an espresso. Yeah, no, think? you don't want to put it on a cappuccino. No, only on an espresso. It has it, espresso, no sugar, and just uh, just grind just a couple grinds of sea salt on top, and it gave, gives you a nice little kind of weird kick. And it's still legal. That's why I'm doing it. It's kind it's, of yeah. Well, it won't be for long. <laughs> no, that's why I'm. Doing They'll have it now. cameras in your place, and you'll be especially to have the word that you're you're doing this. They'll have it focused on the machine. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and you'll have the RFID on the salt thing. So if you you know you have a BEMS in it, so yeah, it weighs right, on a right, salt. So right. if the salt, if the volume of the salt goes down, you're gonna have to put like lead weights or something to offset the salt you use. <laughs> Dateline, Austin, Texas. The state system for battling drunken driving is in disarray. Lawmakers and local officials lamented Thursday as heavy-handed punishment laws overwhelm the courts, thwart treatment, and do little to prevent alcoholics from returning to the streets. So what do we do about it, John? Shoot them? Close. Security, sobriety, checkpoints. That's what it is. We're now going to be publicizing checkpoints, heightening public awareness... Because checkpoints work. Yeah, we have checkpoints all over California now, too. This is basically a Nazi Germany, let's face it. Yeah. 
Auschweiß bitte. Have you been yes. drinking? And and who's in the article? Bill Lewis of Mothers Against Drunk Driving. By yeah. the way, I'm totally against drunk driving, but this we're we're gonna go sobriety checkpoints. This is not about points. drunk driving. No, it's not. This is about removing alcohol from the entire system, predominantly mine, which I'm finding to be quite a problem. <sighs> Gitmo Nation, man, and then Ready? Uh, are we off the alcohol kick? No, one more, last one, last one. Dryjuly.com because it's spreading. This is uh, from Gitmo Nation down under. DryJuly.com. This is neo-prohibitionism. It's unbelievable that, that people put up with this crap. Yeah, it's uh, luckily the kids aren't putting up with it. Did you? I was watching. I was watching uh, Deutsche Welle. Uh, they have a. They had the show on the school system. There it was terrible. And they, you know that how we call our our kids at, at, at the certain age the millennials. Yeah. You know, it's the kids born between seventy seven and ninety yeah. something Jay, like that. Jay, basically. Jay and also JC. Yeah, so, oh, but yeah, anyway. True. Yep. The millennials are what we call. You know what they're called in Germany? Schweinhunden. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> they're called the fun generation. Oh yes, of course. And they just show they were talking about the fun generation, which is these kids, recent graduates from college, and you know, kids in high school. And they were just showing them drinking all the time. They're just they're, they're like drinking like crazy. So I mean, they're so that you know this whole thing offsets. There is a need for. Some sort of uh, uh, social lubricants and other things that are provided by the biblical product, alcohol, and it's a natural product. It just it just makes itself. Right. Uh, I mean, you can uh, you, if you. It makes it in tea, even. No, I you, I buy like this this fresh uh, apple juice from these um, women in the Sierra foothills. Yeah, and if you let that sit for a week, it's uh, alcohol. Yeah, you let it sit for a week. It starts to fall. It starts to. You keep it sealed, and that way you get a nice bite to it because it starts to carbonate, and it's delicious. Mm. I mean, how could you not like it? So anyway, so the uh, the fun generation may save us all. Well, may I just point out that uh, both your daughter and my daughter are of the fun generation, and uh, and uh, and JC as well. However, they're not bumbling, drunken, stoned idiots. No. Okay, so it's like my daughter won't even uh, taste anything. She's, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Christina doesn't well, she's drink. Underage, of course, but beside the point. Yeah, but Christina lives in London and she doesn't even drink. She's like she'll have like maybe one breezer. Yeah, well, if they were Germans, they'd be drunk by now. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you kidding me? I mean, I look at her friends in the UK and I, and I just want to cry. Anyway, Drew Carey's on board for uh, Dry July. Uh, and he's right at top of the website here. You need to, you should check it out, John. It's a very hip site. Oh, you hate your job? Why did you say? There's a support group for that. It's called Everybody, and they meet at the bar. Drew Carey. And so they've got uh, this pledge to be uh, for sobriety for a month. And so I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, who is who's in charge of this? So, of course, I do a lookup. And it's run by the Forsyths. I'm like the Forsyths. We're the Forsyths. And the Forsyths is, uh, I'm going to it right now, is an Australian accountancy firm. And the Forsyth Group does accounting, assurance and risk, financial planning, forensic accounting. And I don't understand the connection. And then they have this little media release here. Forsyths agrees to be pro bono auditors for Dry July to help make a difference to the lives of cancer patients at the Calvary Mater Hospital. I'm like, now I'm really confused. It's like, what is this? 
What is this? Did, did someone just have a meeting and said, we got to do something? You know, we just got to do something. Or maybe they need a tax write-off or, you know, it's, it's no focus, no direction. And they're the accountants for the money that's being donated to these sobriety groups. I don't get it. It's weird. Well, somebody's going to have to track this down then if you can't find it. Well, it's, uh, it's Gitmo Nation down under. Uh, who, by the way, defeated the, um, the internet filter. Ah, yes. Yeah, um, which, yeah, go, go Aussies. Hey, good job, guys. Yeah, the, the government has shelved the web filter because they couldn't quite figure out what the definition of RC was. And RC is, uh, uh, what is that? Radio controlled. Yes, exactly. <laughs> radio controlled porn. They couldn't. They couldn't figure out what radio controlled porn actually was. I'm, I'm looking for the actual definition now. Uh, but they couldn't classify what RC would be. They, there was all kinds of disagreements. You know, okay, so if you have uh, small breasts, is that child porn? You know, we've gone through all of this stuff on the show. Yeah, um, the small breast thing was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and and remember the whole thing about the vaginal operations women were having to be just to be able to be in a magazine because a natural looking vagina is is classified as porn yet if you have one that's all snipped and cut and tucked in then that's okay we're, we're out of our minds just out of our minds i tell you well a change of topics <laughs> please get me off the vagina um, the letter came in last week, uh, Wednesday. Something I found out is from, uh, let's see, you can say what it is, David of Oregon. I received a phone call last week. The pre-recorded voice said I had bought a Marie Callender's cheesy chicken and rice frozen entree and that it was recalled. Oh, right. Yeah, this, this was great. I like this A couple one. of days later, while filling a prescription at my local pharmacy, the bottom of my receipt printed a warning that I should not eat the same frozen meal that, I, that, I, that it knew I purchased. Yeah, because it was recalled, except he, he was buying something at the same store. Was it the same store? No, no, it was at, at, the pharma, at, the, at a pharmacy, yeah, a different wonder, store. But it, maybe it was the pharmacy in the store. That's what I thought. No, I don't think so. Huh. Uh, the only way the C- otherwise he wouldn't be so upset. The only way the CDC, ConAgra, Kroger, it was just as a store, could have tracked me and my phone numbers from my Fred Meyer. It's another store. Yes, loyalty card. Shopping yeah. card, by the way, which I believe shopping cards are used to track you. Oh yeah, well, duh. These I know, and not only that, but it's all going to end up with your insurance company, and they're going to say this guy buys too much weird, you know, yeah. fatty food, or this guy buys too much booze, or this guy does this, or this guy does that, based on your shopping habits. Uh, anyway, so the question that concerns this guy is who and where is my personal information being sent to? The CDC? Are they tracking what I eat, my sodium intake? If so, where is this database and how long do they need to hold this info? I was never offered any opt-in, opt-out choice for this notification. Granted, this may be a simple courtesy provided by Oh, I Kroger. disagree. I, I think when you sign up for the loyalty program and you just sign that piece of paper or whatever, that's when you're signing it away. People don't read that shit. That's why it's so easy. I'm yep. sure that there's some fine print on the on the little loyalty card form. Oh, it's really easy. Just sign up. You're at the cash register. You know, people are behind you. It's like, eh, shit, I'll just sign whatever. That's where it was. Oh, I'm sure it's in there. We should look it up and you should get you should go get one of those loyalty forms again and check it there. Yeah, uh, go back to your Kroger. And, and let's find out if uh, there must be some organization that's listed in the fine print. That would be very interesting to know. Now, you said something 
pretty uh, interesting there, John, about the about the loyalty cards eventually, and I totally agree, being used for your insurance, for your health insurance. Related story, the Michigan High Court has now approved the use of credit scores for insurance. Right. Well, this is a problem. It's a huge problem. There's also there's I have also no credit score. Credit scores are being used by employers, this human resources people, to determine whether you're hireable or not. I don't have a credit score. This is the well, you're screwed. You're not going to get work ever. You better hope the donations come in. I'm telling you, we didn't. We have, even, to, we have to beg for money. We didn't even tell people they can go to noagendashow.com or dvorak.org/na or channeldvorak.com/na to donate to this show. And thank you, all you monthly subscribers. We highly appreciate that as well. Yeah, we need more monthly subscriptions. And look for the $30 one. And by the way, I want to talk about that for a second. I've gotten two notes this week where guys who had their monthly subscription canceled by PayPal. And they said, did you cancel me? They're asking me. I'm saying no. And usually it's because you change your credit card number or, or one payment doesn't go through and you get dropped immediately. Please, che- if you're a subscriber, check to see if you're still being, you know, if you're still a subscriber. Generally, you'll get a note saying you're not anymore. But we don't take anybody off that list. I see the chat room saying that insurance companies have been doing this for 15 years. I, I disagree. I disagree. I, I, I mean, I, I, I went to that uh, lizard place, the gecko, the Geico. And oh, I thought you were talking about that bar you hang out in. <laughs> and, uh, and I got a good in, uh, car insurance from them. Medical insurance would be a different, uh, a different deal, though. But that's, uh, I can't get credit. Every week, I send. I get it from Southwest Airlines. I get it, you know, and I just just for the hell of it, right? I just try and send it At back. At some point, you're not going to be able to get on the airline. I'm telling you, and, and I get denied every single time. They will not give me a credit card. I can't get a. I can't get. Not that I want one, but I couldn't get a a, a car financing anything. I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm happy to live within my means. You get a debit card from the. I have from a debit. No, I, ha- I have. I have a debit card, and I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah. But I, I will bet you, uh, want to take a bet? If I call up our bank and I say I want a credit card, I bet you I, I can't get one? Give it a shot. I'll bet you I cannot get one. Well, the problem is our bank no longer does really, you know, in, in the olden days, the banks were responsible. They actually had their own programs and they right. compete with each other. Right. Now it's all cleared through, you know, the, you know, there's these big clearinghouses yeah. that, that do all of it. And you just, you, it's not even your bank anymore and these, for, for credit. And the credit rating companies are huge commercial companies. They make money off of screwing you. No, the whole there's a whole problem going on with this sort of thing, and it's people are going to get sick of it. They're going to have the only, but the problem is you can't get rid of it. You have to legislate. You know, people are oh, the government's getting involved. The government has to get involved because these guys will r- ride roughshod over you the way they're doing. And you're a perfect example. You're not a credit risk. No, but I I am because I don't want credit. I, uh, cash, John. You and I are on cash. Unfortunately, we have to deal with a digital money economy. That's really sad, but cash. I like it. I just like it. It works for me. No, cash is best. Cash is king. So from the Orthorexics Anonymous, I have a new one now. Orthorexics Anonymous. Wendy's is introducing a new line of salads. And this is from the press release. The the salads will include real ingredients. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to wood chips that they normally use? I know. Real ingredients they say. This this is going to be their uh, their marketing. It includes 
<laughs> I love it. Our belief is, says, uh, who's this guy? Who's <laughs> the real ingredients are better. CEO Roland Smith, who I think was in tears for fears. He says, our belief is even though it's tougher and takes longer, it's worth it. We want a breakfast where people go, wow, here are real cracked eggs. <laughs> 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 what is in there now please tell know, me what is in there now the salad line is part of wendy's effort to target people who care about ingredients and what they ate the orthorexics clearly the company teamed up with salad dressing maker marzetti's to create new flavors such as avocado ranch and pomegranate pomegranate vinaigrette pomegranate yeah that's the one pomegranate <laughs> i can't there even pronounce it uh, it's using multiple types of greens beyond iceberg lettuce, such as spinach, red and green chard, and red and green romaine. Wendy's signature chili. Chard in the salad? Chard. chard. Oh, please. Chard. 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 Breakfast will feature real ingredients, too, such as applewood smoked bacon and fresh eggs. Caldwell declined to say what would be on the breakfast menu. Now, that, that of course, is a secret. But CEO Roland Smith, formerly of Tears for Fears, said... Earlier this year, the company expects breakfast items to be grilled egg sandwiches, oatmeal bars, roasted potatoes, and fresh fruit. And real ingredients. That's cool. I'm, I'm so happy they're on the orthorexic tip with the rest of us. Uh, so, uh, do you know, there, somebody sent me a thing some time ago that apparently the, the wood pulp industry, uh, as, an, as an offshoot, there's a, there's a wood product that comes out of... Uh, the wood pulp industry, and it's essentially a uh, it's a fiber fiber-like material, but I think it's in the form of some liquid, it's some goo. And it, I, I, apparently, these hamburger places, all of them, use this <laughs> use stuff it, yeah. extensively in both their bread <laughs> and in the meat. Yeah, you never see. You're not going to see any of the big chains saying 100 percent beef. <laughs> no, because there's wood in there. <laughs> there's wood in there. You're eating wood. <laughs> Yeah, I even had, you know, Mickey wasn't born here, and so the whole concept of hamburger helper was quite interesting to her. That really freaked her out, too. And we're so used to it, right? We used to have hamburgers made when we didn't have any money, right, of hamburger helper. It was just hamburger helper. What if a hamburger helper hamburger? And now I could have had some wood chips in there. Mm. Well, it's good for your, it's good fiber. Good <laughs> yeah, for you. that's a good, it's a source of natural fiber. They could market it that way. Hey, man, you got some clips. Let's play some of your clips. Okay, so we got a couple of clips. There's something that, that's been getting to me, which is there There seems to be some sort of a weird, and this is, I've only seen, I've seen a little bit with the right-wing talk show guys, but it, it's showing up a lot with the left-wingers, which is a a weird incredulity where they, they're just, they, they, they're, they're not making logical sense to me as I watch this stuff. And the biggest deal is this uh, Sharon Engel, who is running against uh, Harry Reid, and they are slamming this woman. This is uh, in uh, Nevada, right? In Nevada. Yeah. Nevada. Nevada. So uh, they're uh, slamming this woman relentlessly. I mean, uh, Oberman uh, and Chris Matthews and uh, Rachel Maddow, they're just, for, for the most innocuous thing, she'll say something like, well, I don't know, I think that's a bad thing. Oh, my God, she says it was a bad thing. I can't believe this woman. And I want to play a couple of clips, that, and then I want to follow that up with another clip of a protester in New Orleans which who can't make any logical sense when she speaks. And I, and this was taken from C-SPAN, but I want, to, I want you to listen to this this kind of hysteria over the Sharon Engel woman. I've got two clips. Is she a, is she a Democrat? 
Yeah, no, she's a Republican, Republican. running against Harry Reid. Can I just say that I, every- I, I saw Obama stumping for Harry Reid in, in uh Okay, well, in here's Nevada. the clip for, with Obama. This is the slush fund clip. Sharon Engel says, well, you know, they set up a, sh- a slush fund for BP. For the, uh, for the, for the not the Katrina, but the BP. oil guys. Yeah, BP. For BP. And they the, the entire left-wing talk show people go ballistic over the term slush fund i don't even think it was interesting that she said it in the first place but let's play the slush fund sharon engel clip doing that to a private company and i think you named it clearly it's a slush fund well, shortly thereafter, Sharon Angle did a 180, releasing a statement that reads in part, quote, having had some time to think about it, the caller and I shouldn't have used the term slush fund. That was incorrect. Then President Obama said this about Sharon Angle. Let's listen to the president. She called the, the compensation we're providing a slush fund. Now, a few hours later, you know, her campaign puts out a, a memo saying, well, she didn't mean that. <laughs> They said there was some, quote, confusion. And and I'm sure she meant slush fund in the nicest possible way. (laughs) Karen Finney's an MSNBC political analyst and John Ralston covered. You know, um, just, wow. Because what was interesting about that Obama stump speech in uh, Nevada, and I watched the whole thing thinking I could pull something from it, was actually Harry Reid. Yeah, he's laughing like an idiot back there. But, but who introed the president. I didn't see hear that. Oh, my God. And he's just up there lying, one lie after another, about how great this administration. You know, he's got Obama's schlong so far in his throat. He's like, oh, and we've done this, and we've done that. And it's like, what? You're lying. We've done none of that. Slush fund, according to Wikipedia, a colloquial term which has come to mean an auxiliary monetary account or a reserve fund. However, the term has special meaning within the context of corrupt political dealings by governments, large corporations, or other bodies and individuals. Now, she is, I believe, factually correct, as we discussed on Thursday. It's a huge tax write-off for BP to create this fund and, and write it off all, all $20 billion in one year, even though they're only putting $7 billion into it, yeah, therefore, therefore creating a tax break. So she's technically correct. She probably is, and I don't get why they were so upset. Because, guys, because oh, it's a slush fund. She, she called it a slush fund. She called it, then she changed her mind. She changed her mind. Why are they so freaked about this? Because this was the president's solution to punish BP by taking their, their money, like $20 billion. They make that in a day. They don't give a crap about $20 billion. Whoop-de-doo. So let's go on to clip number two, where she where she just makes an offhanded comment, and these guys go ballistic about this about the comment, which was I heard it as an innocuous nothing, really. Well, let's take a let's see, here's Sharon Angle on Harry Reid. Let's listen to her, and then we'll go to Karen. So he doesn't want to talk about the economy. He wants to talk about anything else. And he's been reading his Saul Alinsky Rules for yeah, Radicals no playbook. Kidding. You know, isolate that Sharon Angle, marginalizer, and then demonizer. And he has been doing that to me. And what we need to do is say, you know, Harry, it's not going to do you any good to hit the girl. Start talking about the issues. 
I think she's doing a good Hit job of marginalizing Saul herself. Saul Alinsky? It's ridiculous. Come on. It's, as a woman, I have to say, and having worked for women politicians, it's pretty offensive that she would pull out the girl card. How old is she? I, mean, I have When do no you stop idea. being a girl? Just a question mark. Can you still pull hey, that number? I th- look, you can I mean, call I yourself think, a girl I think, at any I think, point. I think it's derogatory look, to use the term for a grown-up woman but anyway. But using the girl card or you know, saying, I'm a woman, he's, he's playing too rough. Politics is a rough game. <laughs> oh, man. What is wrong with these people? The girl card. Don't she play just the made this card. casual remark. You know, it was kind of cute, actually. And yeah. they go on that she's like a racist, a pig. She's using the, the word girl, girl card. She's marginalizing herself. And after she said the thing, it comes right back to Chris Matthews, who goes, ugh. Yeah. He makes this sound. And I don't, I'm not seeing what the big deal is. She just made some comment on some radio talk show and they're deconstructing it as though it's the, you know, the Lincoln's Gettysburg is dressed well, okay. and they're so, all over her. Let me, let me give, let me take a stab at it. First of all, Harry Reid is the leader, right? He's the, he's the grand he's the head guy. He's the head guy. He's the main man. Uh, he's in a great town. For, you know, everyone loves Vegas. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are supporting him who are quite interesting. But really, the oil cabal, which is which is BP, and everyone's in their pocket. This has to be covered up. The whole thing, and it's you know, it's not even a fund; it's an escrow. But I think the term slush fund uh, suffices. And it was supposed to be like the president came out. You know, he did this whole song and dance, and uh, you know, and he even called it a fund incorrectly, even though it's a an escrow account. And it's really a huge benefit for BP and everybody else who's in BP's pocket, including the president, who received the most donations of all politicians from BP. They just want everyone to shut up about it. So if she, I think if she would go on about anything else, it would be okay. But because she goes after BP, it's a big problem. And phone calls are made and like, hey, we need to shut her up. We need to shut her up now because people are politically awake our grand leader, Brzezinski, says. So, we, you know, they're not stupid. They know that people can figure this stuff out. They know about our show. If you, for one second, don't think that Rahm Emanuel doesn't at least know about our show, you're crazy. These people know what's going on. They listen. So let's, now, so, so what I'm seeing is this disconnect, just a logical disconnect of what is, what, what is being presented and how it's being interpreted that is fascinating me. And it got even more interesting with this. The, I got these two clips from this woman who can't speak. She speaks in non sequiturs. And she's and I want you to listen to this. This is a long clip. This is a two-parter. It's her in front of a rally in, in, uh, in New Orleans. Now, where did this uh, air? This was aired over the weekend, and this is going on right now. This is on C-SPAN. Uh-huh. And, you know, they go out and float around, and they just get people. And so she's giving her little pitch to the audience of about 20 people at the most, uh, holding signs. And then she explains who she is, and then they go back to her giving her pitch again. And the second half of it, I want you to – I have to set up the second half because it's like this is what why I connected these two clips, the ones with uh, Chris Matthews and this woman, because – it's very weird the way she presents this information, but start playing protester clip, first clip. All right, Brexit 9527A was the first dispersion they used on this event. Two, three weeks, they can't recall. They stopped using 9527A, they started using 9500. Here's here several reasons why we the people need to demand stop the dis- 
dispersants now. Stop, stop dispersants now. Uh, my name is Kimberly Wolf. I'm a resident of New Orleans. Uh, this is my home. I'm not leaving it. Um, I was an environmental scientist. I am educated. I have been tracking the use of dispersants since the beginning of this. And that's what I'm here for. Uh, I was a vendor at the French market, but the business is dead there, so now all of my energies go into this oil war, uh, especially concerning the dispersants. According to the CDC, I have a direct quote. Dispersant use and impact on wildlife and humans. According to the CDC, if you are exposed to dispersants for a long time or several times, they can cause central nervous system effects, sleepiness, damage to your blood, kidney or liver, and a metallic taste in your mouth. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> Stop the dispersants now. I'm sure to BP, BP is doing all that BP can do. But this is not where BP lives. This is where we live. It should be up to us how this cleanup is handled. It should be up to the environmental scientists and the private sector to get in here with all the skimmers that have been offered, with all the new technologies. We're going to make mistakes in this war anyway. Might as well at least make them for the right reasons instead of protecting how many gallons BP is going to have to be fined for. All right. So the, this this is a disturbing clip in my mind. Well, yes. Uh, for, do you want to go for, to the next clip before I respond? No, no I want to discuss this clip first because the next clip is just becomes ridiculous. You can respond after I'm done uh, with this discussion. Then we can go to the next clip, which will give you different ideas. I don't get how you get the logical jump from reading uh, the list of uh, ailments you can get to... Uh, to saying, ooh, I'm so excited, ooh, we're so excited. I'm not getting what what prompted that response to her, to her reading the uh, this list of cr- things that can happen to you. Well, I, th- I think it was, uh, it was meant in a cynical manner, John. Yeah, it was meant in a cynical, sarcastic manner, but, that, but there's a lot of different ways to read. But that particular response, ooh, I'm excited? Or, what, you know, it was like... Uh, you know... Unfortunately, it, it was like it was weird. Yeah, well, unfortunately, people who actually understand what are go- what is going on and, and what is taking place right now in the Gulf is the Coast Guard is flying at night and uh, spraying dispersants at night. Yeah, okay? no, I appreciate the fact right. that she doesn't like the dispersants. Right. So, but these but people, it, they're just not that great crazy speakers. reaction to it. And then the final reaction that we should be running these, you know, would you bring, you know, that she's going to manage the cleanup by, by herself, apparently, her and her environmentalist friends who actually work at the French market. I guess they sell, I don't know what she does there that's got anything to do with anything. But it, it's, it's, the whole thing is beyond ludicrous. Now, hold on a second. I, I got to push back on this. These are people who are very, very frustrated. They're seeing thousands of people becoming ill. Uh, who are in the area or, God forbid, you actually work on the oil cleanup. Even BP's doctor is saying conservatively 1,500 people have been uh, taken ill and in the hospital uh, from whatever toxic fumes, which I presume a a lot of it has to do with the dispersants. The fact that these dispersants are actually only used to make this oil sink, 
Because if it floated to the surface, then we'd really see what the extent of, of this is. I'm not arguing about any of that well, she's stuff. just not a great public speaker, So, but she's frustrated. She, she doesn't know how to communicate her message. It's not, it, it, she's not... She, well, this is what... This is the she's point a biologist. I'm not... The, the point... The guy ha, you're telling me that in a, the entire area and all these people that are against this, they can't come up with somebody who can think logically and no, make a no, presentation? No, 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 no. I, correct, because... People are very afraid, and they're being threatened when they try and go against it. You can't even talk about the BP slush funding and get marginalized. No, I think there is no one out there. I saw CNN with Jimmy Buffett walking on the beach. Anderson Vanderbilt walking on the beach with Jimmy Buffett, and even he, and Jimmy Buffett. You know, he he, he so wants to say something. Saying, you're saying people that are afraid. Is- people are afraid to re- the, the people well, who can really communicate. If, you're gonna, if we're going to go with your theory, it goes like this. Let's find somebody who's clinically insane. This is like setting up the debate. I get to set up the debate between you and your competitor. I'm in charge of the debate. You, I want you to win. So I put you up as the left winger or right winger, and then I put somebody on the other side who's completely nuts. What, yeah, what you need, yes, correct. So it's, let's listen to the last turning point. Well, you're going to let me respond? Well, no, you were just going to agree with me. Not entirely. I'm, I, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm taking issue with is you're calling this woman crazy and it's weird and it's just a frustrated lady who, who is a biologist and doesn't know how to communicate and there's no Hollywood star going to go down there and it's going to say, hey, we're getting really screwed. No, you're not going to see Leonardo DiCaprio going down there. You're not going to see anyone go because that's what you need. You need some star power. You need Justin Bieber. You need someone like that to go down. But these people won't do it because their handlers won't allow them to do it. And the, and the complete and even if they did, there would be no media coverage. This was on C-SPAN for Christ's sakes. No one can. No one can fight this. You cannot fight. I, I'd love to do it. I'll go down. They'd be laughing at me the second I open my mouth. <laughs> a big app, a, a big hair MTV dude. Shut up, crackpot. You got. You need someone with integrity. They, 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 Let's shove the big app plug in. Yeah, pretty good. So, huh? uh, so, so. Okay, well. I'm not going to argue the point that they've got they got nothing. They got nothing. There is but nothing it's so in nobody. Pathetic that they would put people that are just the, that. Why would they put her on? They shouldn't even cover. Who this. is they? Who is C-SPAN. they? C-SPAN. Be, because the C-SPAN is CNN for the elites. So the elites can sit there and grope themselves and laugh and say, ha, 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 "Look at those fools! They've got some idiot who can't even talk." <laughs> That's what it's for. That's what All it's right. for. What's your next clip? The next clip is her completely befuddled in a way that is just seems to me to sound a lot like Chris Matthews. Well, we, we need to wake up and, and we need to force, force every entity that has any input into this. We need to demand that our resources get put into something positive because this is a nightmare. We're writing history, and if we're going to write history, we darn well better write some good in there, too. So this has to be a turning point. Yeah, again, the, uh, the issue is... This is, it's just like, it's like me in a way. I, I, Did you notice the crows in the yeah, background walking? Yeah, walk, walk, walk. <laughs> Those were actually vultures circling around the future dead bodies. I, I think it's, it's very obvious to me that these people don't have Hill and Knowlton. You know, there's no one there who's going to go hire a big PR agency to do this properly. That's the only way to fight this is through a, a media war. And if you've got CNN, you've got MSNBC, you've got... The NBC, everyone is basically on board with, you know, let's just cover the new, the new K 
cap that we're putting on and 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 this 40 th- and the, even the media is like oh well we can't go near it because it's a $40,000 fine if we uh, if we overstep our, overstep our boundaries but th- th- who is going to report on this except for people like us it's a couple of small internet shows which granted we're not even that small by internet standards but in the in the broad scheme of things we're nothing so it's so these people are frustrated and they do the classic mistake and they go too far their emotions are out there you need you need a, a, a statesman someone who you need the right guy to stand up like charlie sheen did for 9-11 and what happened to charlie sheen Immediately, they throw the guy in jail for drinking, for for beating his wife. They, you know, they they are constantly after the guy, constantly. So you can't win. You just can't win. And these are just frustrated people. I feel for her. I really do. And then I wish we could help them out. But I, other than exposing this, there's not much more that we can do. But they need it. They need Lady Gaga. Well, I on a lighter note, she should go there the, with that telephone. I think on we her might head. as well just change the subject and play Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ozzy actually would be a good one. <laughs> Take a good look. That was Ozzy Osbourne, and he may be paranoid. Somehow, though, he's alive, and scientists say they... Hold on a second. How come I only got one channel here? Uh, you may only have one channel. Oh, that's... Hold on. That's that re- sounds fine coming across. Sounds, over. sounds quite annoying, actually. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. Well, take a good look. That was Ozzy Osbourne, and he may be paranoid. Somehow, though, he's alive, and scientists say they want to know why. I think Ozzy wants to know, too. DNA researchers in St. Louis say they are part of a team that is devoted to figuring out why Ozzy Osbourne is not dead. Years huh. of drug and alcohol abuse frying his brain, they believe. But unlike scores of other rock stars, stardom has not yet taken down the aging prince of darkness. And experts say the study could help determine the relationship between DNA, the environment, and Ozzy. And on that note... (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) What was that? This is like big news. You haven't been following it. (laughs) Yeah, they're amazed he's still alive. Duh. That's what rock and roll does for you, man. The devil keeps him alive. The Lord below. We all know that. Um... I have a clip from the uh, National Treasure. Ooh, let me play you know, the, they've changed let me, let me the play news hour. National Treasure. Besides the news hour having uh, Rahm Emanuel on for way too long, they now have a little section where they just r- r- wrap off a bunch of news items as though it was like a network show, mm. which I found an interesting thing. But they put this thing on here. You know the guy who's taken over the Iraq war, this Mattis? No, haven't. F- he's the, the new, uh, he's the... He's the new, you know, they, they moved... Uh, Crystal. Uh, you know, uh, they fired Crystal. They moved Petraeus. Petraeus in, yeah. Over to the other war, and then they had <laughs> to put somebody in his place. And I, I think that, you know, uh, Gates must be looking at this and going, don't we have anybody that, that isn't kind of nutty? That's Secretary of Defense Gates. Yes. And, um, and so they play this little clip, and I actually forgot about this little item, but Mattis is the guy who uh, made some... He kind of... Sp- put his foot in his mouth earlier and they, they discuss it a little bit and and gates talks about well you know these things aren't going to happen anymore okay here we go mattis has been tapped to take over the u.s central command defense secretary robert gates announced it today mattis would replace general david petraeus who left to become the top commander in afghanistan that's after general stanley mccrystal was fired for criticizing administration leaders in rolling stone magazine mattis was criticized in 2005 for saying quote it's fun to shoot some people but gates played down that incident today 
that was five years ago. Uh, action, appropriate action was taken at the time. Uh, I think that the subsequent five years have, have demonstrated that uh, the lesson was learned. Um, obviously, in the wake of uh, the Rolling Stone interview, um, we discussed this kind of thing. <laughs> He's changed. He's a new man. He's a new man. He doesn't believe it's fun to shoot people. I love, though, that um, there, I think the Rolling Stone called John Wenner called up and said, hey, uh, you know, we did this whole deal for you guys, but we need a little promotion here. So could you please not just say a magazine, but make sure you say Rolling Stone magazine. Have you noticed that now they're all saying Rolling Stone instead of just a magazine? Yeah. Good, good catch. Yeah. Oh, no. He was like, John Wenner, he's, he's, he's a businessman. He's like, hey, 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 we made a deal. Remember, you got to mention the name of the magazine. We're not just a magazine. We're Rolling Stone. Yeah. So this, yeah, Matt is a good guy. No, he's changed. He's okay now. He doesn't just like killing people. He was, in, it was, a, it was appropriately dealt with. It, it basically, they took him and said, "Shut up." <laughs> and then five okay, years man. later, he hasn't said anything, and this is fine. He's a changed man. It's okay. It's all good now. It's fun to shoot people. <laughs> hey, it's speaking general. of speaking of fun, we had uh, that kind of most real generals aren't for you know they're 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 against war. They're they're thoughtful. They're not like. Oh, it's fun to shoot people. It's fun to shoot people. It's fun to shoot people. Come on, it's, come on, John. You know that it's fun. So we had that cop, uh, the the Bart cop, who shot and I think murdered in cold blood this uh, this guy. I saw the video uh, at the at the Bart station in Oakland. So they tried him in Los Angeles because, of course, they didn't want any uh, Rodney King type stuff happening in Oakland. But I guess they. Uh, there were kind of some riots happening uh, in Oakland. I, I, there was not, not a lot of reporting here in Los Angeles, of course. Oh, yeah. No, the place was, it was a mess. The memo went out, like, shh, don't talk about what's going on in Oakland. We don't want that shit over here. But they gave him second-degree manslaughter, which is like, you killed him, but, wow, it, you really didn't mean it. Yeah. Or something like that. And I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm appalled. I'm really appalled at that. That, that just seems wrong. I mean, I... Yeah, he won't last that long in prison. Right. Well, he's going to be at the country club prison. I don't think he's going to go to the real slammer, is he? I don't know. No, they I, haven't decided. No, I don't. I don't think so. That was just. Yeah, there was, was like, a bunch wow. of riots, and they had you know, and a bunch of people got arrested, and they burnt you know, burned a couple of cars, and smashed a lot of windows. Of course, the the joke of it is, is the first thing that they busted up, they busted into the Foot Locker. Yeah. <laughs> and course. stole all the shoes. Yeah, when you get some shoes, all right. It's almost it. like a stereotype <laughs> joke. It, it's a horrible joke, is what it is. Well, it doesn't matter because we were all way too preoccupied with the media distraction of the week. Didn't we have a jingle for that? Song? Somewhere. Do we have a media distraction of the week? I can't find it. Uh, LeBron James. And I am amazed at... And, and I've only read the I'm story... I'm amazed that you bring this story into the show. Well, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I only read it this morning because I heard so many people talking about it. I'm like, what? Who, what is this? And, you know, it's about LeBron James, who is in Cleveland, I guess... And he's going to Miami, and he's going to make $100 million, but because there's no income tax there, he'll make more than, than he would have, sta- whatever. I'm like, isn't it amazing how the millennials, I would say, worship, no. worship no. guys. No. What? No. There's the millennials don't even, or they're not even interested in basketball or generally in sports. It's a big problem for the sporting, uh, uh, the, the sport, uh, ship, the sport ownerships. Uh, no, it's not the millennials. It's the it's guys my age. 
Okay. It's as your age. Yeah. All right. Well, regardless of that, that's that's actually good news then the millennials aren't interested. But it's just amazing that didn't we used to like worship like people who did something? I mean, you know, yeah, it's no, great. It's all the, about the money. The guy, yeah, it's about the money. It's about the, you know, it's this rigged sport. I'm sure basketball is rigged too. There's too much money in it for it not to be. Well, the way basketball is rigged is by point shaving, which is a very interesting technique. In other words, you, you, for one thing, it won't piss off the, uh, the homers. Uh, essentially, uh, you just, you know, the, the, the way the Vegas spread goes is by a team is going to win by X number of points. Oh. And so if you can, like, let the game deteriorate, and, you know, say, say you're, you're the better team and you're predicted to win by 10 points, and if you win by 8, then you, you end actually, up. Yeah, then you lose the bet. Right. Right. Okay, I got you. Hmm. Well, there were a couple of just really wacky distractions going on. Here's one. For, I do have one for the millennials. So we had LeBron James. And this, of course, all falls under the... Uh, Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. And a little bit of real news as well. So CBS really had to, uh, to, to come up with something to occupy our kids, John. And they came up with uh, this little ditty. Fans are sinking their teeth into all things vampire. But it may have spawned a troubling new trend among teens. Biting. Some are even vamping for the camera, then posting the clips on YouTube. That's insane. That's, that, I, don't, I don't like that. That's weird. It's a little strange. Yeah? Strange. 15-year-old Paula Hernandez thought so, too, when she was propositioned in the seventh grade. There was this guy. He said, um, so will you be willing to give your blood for me? And I said no. While the Dallas 10th grader refused, she says couples at her school are drawing blood to pledge their love and devotion. It's a way to belong to somebody and mark their territory. And it's not just couples. Friends are also leaving their mark, according to parenting blogger Vanessa Van Pitten. L- listen, listen to this woman. This, she's great. This really concerns me because it has to do with possession. We're talking about something that's about ownership, possessing your friends. Experts say it's not surprising to see this kind of behavior from teens who just can't seem to quench their thirst for vampires. So, what? You said something? I didn't say anything. Oh. And, okay, so that's, that's the report. And then we come... This is the early show, by the way. This is what a lot of people watch. So kids are biting each other. Of course, this is all because of the... Uh, the Twilight Idiotic movie, yeah, Twilight. the Twilight movies. Yeah. Take a bite out of another teen trend is our Dr. Jennifer Ashton. Jen, good morning good to morning, you. Good morning, There have got to be a better way to express love and devotion than biting That's your friend. Right, or you would one. think so. And this is kind of the modern day version of the hickey. But we have to remember, any time there's a break in the skin, especially when you're talking about the human mouth, it's loaded with bacteria. That can be an entry for that bacteria to get into the skin. What do you expect? The kids can't send naked pictures to each other. They get deemed as sex offenders you know you can't do anything they might as well just go bite each other in the neck <laughs> and of course the biggest distraction was uh, mel gibson which uh th- th- this <laughs> I, I gotta tell you i think mel gibson's pretty funny he, <laughs> he uh do, do you think that there's, there's only two ways i can see the mel gibson story one way is he's actually a patriot and all the things he says is true, or at least he believes all the things he says is true. It depends on what clip you listen to. Well, you know, he... he I mean, he's, he's irked at his, that his wife, girlfriend, whatever she is, mom of his daughter... Is well, notice how, how that top. is continuously... The 
The mother of his child. It's not like his girlfriend. It was the mother of his child. Well, that, I don't know what she is because they never explain it. They just say that. Yeah. And she's, I don't even know who she, who this woman is. He's apparently annoyed with her for some reason because I guess she's a tramp. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just found I couldn't follow the whole thing. I just and, said Mel Gibson is you know nuts. Well, and she and she recorded his his phone conversation. So yeah, which tells you something, right? Yeah, there. it tells you something about her. But you know, in nineteen, I think ninety five or ninety six, Gibson did a Playboy interview. Actually, I put that link in the show notes at noagendashow dot com, where he um, talks about the New World Order and the Illuminati. And, <laughs> and he's been he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, well, his movie Conspiracy Theory came out right after that. Of course was, it did. <laughs> well, of course, the, 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 he would, I mean, whether he believes any of this or not, he would obviously do the promotional interview and then do the movie. I mean, come on. And uh, But the movie was good. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, it was fun. So it's either that or... Um well, maybe he's got a movie coming out. Yeah, man. No, well, uh, William Morris dropped him. He's no longer a client. That doesn't mean anything. No, well, he's, uh, he's part of a. This could all be a publicity stunt, for all we know. I think the guy's just uh, a rough and tough Australian, and he just doesn't take no shit. He just says it the way it is, whatever he wants. I don't know, man. It's I. I it's I'm I'm on the fence about Mel. Or maybe someone calls him up and says, uh, "Mel, dude." Uh, look, Lindsay's in frickin' jail. We can't use her. We need you to do something. Can you just do something? We need a little distraction here, Mel. Can you just, like, like... Yeah, slap, yeah you don't seem to care. Slap your, slap your girlfriend around or something. Just do something for us, man. We need a little bit of help here. Ah, just love it. So that was all your media distraction. Uh, Naomi Campbell will indeed testify at the war crimes trial about receiving the blood diamond. So that, oh. is, that is now confirmed, and you heard it here first on, uh, on No Agenda. And I just had a couple more things I didn't want to overlook. Um, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, I guess the economic hitmen are in now, um, is telling the United States we need uh, tough cuts and tax increases. Do they have anything on us? Did we take any money from them recently? From the IMF? No, I, I don't know why the IMS, the, the IMF should be sponsoring this show. <laughs> However, in New Jersey, now New Jersey, of course, is they're probably in the same disarray as California, only it's a smaller state, not much, I might add. Um, the economic hitmen are really in there. Uh, they're privatizing everything. Uh, motor vehicle inspection, they're just going to, the turnpike toll booths, they're just going to privatize everything. So that's a complete economic, if you have never read the book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. This is what the United States is good at overseas. Now we're doing it in our own states, which just blows me away. Facebook, and this is a throwback to um, our producer, Matt, who heard about the sell-all um, uh, technology that the Department of Homeland Security was touting as the next big thing on your cell phone. It'll be able to detect uh, a biological warfare attack. And so he did some research, and he uh, says it turns out that um, the uh, the CIA Venture Capital Fund, which we talked about a bit on this show, InQtel, uh, that they actually have invested in a number of companies that were all developing this technology to sense chemical and biological agents, and now all of a sudden, oh, look, now we all have to have these things in our cell phones. Wow, yeah, talk about it. By the fix. way, 
You have to put a link to that website because it's interesting to see who's involved with that uh, venture capital company. InQtel? Yeah. And by the way, the uh, there's also a, a report that came regarding Facebook since you brought it up. Well, this it, thank you is exactly where I was going because they also invested in Facebook. Yeah, well, for good reason. But the Facebook story I want to talk about is the fact Facebook. that now they've determined that uh, seems that women in particular are actually addicted to Facebook. Oh. And I can confirm that because both my wife and daughter are on Facebook yeah, Mick, Mickey's way on it too, too much. Yeah, Mickey's on it too. Um, way too much. Facebook is now going to recognize faces to help tag photos. Hello? You think that's some technology there? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want facial well, you know, recognition. There could be a reason that the Facebook never goes public because, it, you know, if you actually looked into the, you know, maybe not be a company that, it may be shady. <laughs> you think? You don't actually think that that Zuckerberg jabroni runs anything, do you? That kid, that kid can't run run a mile, let alone run a company like that. There's no way. There's no way. So I got a new book I want for the book club to put on. Nice. Fun book. Mm-hmm. It's called Without Conscience, Conscience, The Disturbing World of the Psychopaths Among Us. Oh, let me guess. <laughs> By Dr. Robert D. Hare, H-A-R-E. Very uh, good read for anyone who's uh, in the workplace. Uh, He also did a book called uh, Snakes with Ties, which is a book uh, that talks about uh, psychopaths in the workplace. And uh, what is a psychopath? Would that be a denialist? No, a psychopath is someone with no conscience. No, I'm just that, asking if the book uh, calls uh, out. Well, a denialist would not be a psychopath. Well, no, I don't think a denialist. I don't know what a denialist is. Depends on your vantage point, I guess. Yeah, it could be a psychopath, but it's generally probably not. It's probably the people that, that coined the term are probably the uh, psychopaths to, to keep us off the track. Uh-huh. And I also have one last clip, which oh. I want to put it, which is great moments in acting. And I was talking again about the protester that was illogical and the uh, Chris Matthews that was illogical. And I think it comes from this, this, this new meme of illogic. I think it comes from porn movies. This is a clip. Oh, from, wait a minute! You have my attention. This is a great a clip for a great moments in acting clip from a, uh, a Skinamax uh, film called "The Hills Have Thighs." Okay. I'm Tanya, and you've been marooned here by a tribe which has roamed these mountains for more than seven decades. A tribe? Yes. They're strong, silent, and desire only one thing. And what's that? Men. What do you mean? I'll explain later. Right now you must come with me to my dwelling before the sun sets, lest they come after you in the darkness. As for your ladies, they may not be as fortunate. Then don't listen to her. She sounds like a fruitcake. What else are we going to do? I mean, cell phones are useless out here. If there's even a kernel to the truth on what she's saying, we need to follow her. We have no food, no drinks, and more importantly, no gun. I don't trust her. How far to your place? It's just there, over the rise. Now come, we must go quickly. There isn't much time. The sun will set in minutes. I'm not going to speak for all of you, but I'm all for it. (laughs) Would be. Mayor? Fine, I'd rather do that than stay here. Okay, good. I say we go. Lady, lead us to your place. Yeah, you know, I could probably get you a bit part in that if you want. <laughs> God. I, can, I mean, <laughs> I can get she you a wants bit to, part. She wants to go to her dwelling. Who writes <laughs> this crap? dwelling? 
<laughs> it's, so it's not just the acting, it's the writing as well. No, nice. All right, uh, what we didn't get to today was uh, Trains Good, Planes Bad. Uh, I, I'll just play the jingle just to indoctrinate everybody one more time. All aboard, Trains Good, Planes Bad. There's plenty to come on that front, including a study out of the University of California at Berkeley that shows that they, all the models they're using to sell this bogus train in California may all be wrong. Well, not only that, but uh, Governor Rendell, who is the governor of, uh, I think, uh, Pennsylvania, is now actually, I guess he's shooting his mouth off. He's saying, hey, the real thing we need here, we need freight trains. And everyone's talking, even Schwarzenegger. Who's jumping the gun? Yeah, Schwarzenegger and, and Bloomberg all, all both also said, yeah, and this was at the Building America's Future Coalition. Yeah, we need uh, freight trains. Yeah, freight trains. So they all are jumping the gun. But I would like everyone to do is go to the newsstand and don't buy it, but just pick it up and browse, if you don't mind. Browse the latest Time magazine. Now, Time magazine, we know early on, was in on the entire military-industrial complex. Uh, they prom, you know, they, they're completely in their shills. And Michael Grunwald, who, in fact, was married on a train, he's a train, he has a train fetish, writes this, this article, which has Hill and Knowlton all over it, about how great it was. He took a train, and uh, yeah, it took him 10 hours for a drive that normally takes four hours, but you know, with a high-speed train, that's going to be so awesome. We'll be zipping around like they do in Europe and Asia, and I was able to get on Wi-Fi, and I didn't have to deal with the stupid uh, stupid automobiles, and, uh, and it's like, it just makes you want to puke. Oh well, let's, let's let's back that up with another pounding. The this last week and and today there will be a remake on PBS, the National Treasure Yay. of uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and all through the entire week this week there was David Suchet taking an Orient Express ride on a two-hour special <sighs> running on PBS just about every night. Yeah, uh, from all the way from London all the way down to uh, to Prague oh, on this yeah. train, and they were just it was just a, you wanted to go on the train ride when you were done. It is so good. But we all know it's for freight trains. Look at that link from Governor Rendell, because that's what it's really about. It's not about transporting you unless you have become freight. And that's just a small step from human resource, I might add. Well, some people may be freight. Don't forget Dvorak.org slash N-A and uh, NoAgendaShow.com for uh, donations. We, we can use your help on the over the next few days. And the game, I guess, has begun, so we're going to go take a look and see how our theories uh, pan out. Remember, John thinks it'll be a spanking. I think it'll be a sudden death and penalties after overtime. Uh, right, I, but I, I don't think that's it. I think both are good ideas. Yes. E- either way, we're pretty sure Spain should win because that's the program. And that's what the octopus says. And after uh, the closing credits, we'll play this uh, six-minute clip of Zbigniew Brzezinski, who is afraid about of the uh, politically awakened public, which is ruining all our plans. Coming to you from Gitmo, Gitmo Nation West in the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where the sun's not out yet, but it will be eventually, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. Let me begin by making just a thumbnail definition 
of the geopolitical context in which we all find ourselves, including America. And in my perspective, that geopolitical context is very much defined by new, by two new global realities. The first is that global political leadership, by which I mean the role of certain leading powers in the world, has now become much more diversified unlike what it was until relatively recently. Relatively recently still, the world was dominated by the Atlantic world, as it had been for many centuries. It no longer is. Today, the rise of the Far East has created a new, but much more differentiated global leadership. One which, in a nutshell, involves, if one can hazard, an arbitrary list of the primary players in the world scene, the United States, clearly, maybe next to it, but maybe the European Union, I say maybe because it is not yet a political entity, certainly increasingly so, and visibly so, China, Russia, mainly in one respect only, because it is a nuclear power co-equal to the United States, but otherwise very deficient in all of the major indices of what constitutes global power. Behind Russia, perhaps individually, but to a much lesser extent, Germany, France, Great Britain, Japan, certainly, although it does not have a politically assertive posture, India is rising. And then in the background of that, we have the new entity of G20, a much more diversified global leadership lacking internal unity with many of its members in bilateral antagonisms. That makes the context much more complicated. The other major change in international affairs is that for the first time in all of human history, mankind is politically awakened. That's a total new reality. Total new reality. It has not been so for most of human history until the last 100 years. And in the course of the last 100 years, the whole world has become politically awakened. And no matter where you go, politics is a matter of social engagement. And most people know what is generally going on, generally going on in the world, and are consciously aware of global iniquities, inequalities, lack of respect, exploitation. Mankind is now politically awakened and stirring. The combination of the two, a diversified global leadership, politically awakened masses, makes a much more difficult context for any major power, including currently the leading world power, the United States.